was impressed Physically just short of perfection Gotta commend you on your selection Though I know I shouldn't be concerned In the back of my mind I can't help but question Does she rub your feet? When you've had a long day Scratch your scalp When you take out your Does brain Does she know that you Like to play PS2 Till six in the morning like I do Cause I'll be your loving essence only 
When I hear your voice speak and I feel your body heat, love every minute of it. You get the fresh air when it feels like no one cares. That's why I say your name. Nobody's gonna love me better. I must stick with you forever. Nobody gonna take me. Nobody. Higher. I must stick no. with you. Happy hump day. It is Wednesday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's the last day of the month of November. Salsa Woman Crush Wednesday, right here on Coffee and Toe. How you doing today? Hope everyone woke up in a good mood, feeling good. No matter what's going on, be grateful you were able to open your eyes this morning. If you got a job, be grateful. May not be the best one in the world, but still be thankful it pays those bills. I know you're independent, you can make it on your own. Let's appreciate the small things. Appreciate the people in your life. Appreciate the lessons learned. It makes a cat nervous the thought of settling down. Especially me, I was creeping all over town. Thought my tender touch could lie. I'm hearing this song, listening to LL Cool J. Son number three says, Oh, my name is LL Cool J. I'm like, Huh? What do you know about LL Cool J? He's like, Who is LL Cool J? Oh. And of course, his name starts with a J. <laughs> he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. Who else, ladies, who else love to see when he licks his lips? LL Cool James. Oh, yeah. There's some folks that just don't seem to get old, or is it me? It's as though they're frozen in time. I know He's one of them. You can make it on your own. Here with me, you had a home. But time is of the essence, why oh, so yeah. I stay it alone? Huh? People make mistakes to make up, to break up, to wake up. Cold and lonely and chill, baby. You know me, you love me. I'm like your homie. Instead of beefing, come home me. I promise I'm not. Gotta say good morning to my co hosts. You are here with me so far, Javette and Rosolo. I gotta let you go. We're gonna have an amazing day today. The same so just be on your way Go ahead and do your thing now And there's no more to explain to me, you know I know you came on the field and what you do now On Wednesdays, we celebrate women I gotta leave you alone We can change it from Woman Crush Wednesday to Women's Women Celebrating Women. Be easy, don't make decisions when you mad. I know you're independent, you can make it on your own. But time is of the essence, why spend it alone? Huh? 
is what you had, baby girl. I'm what you have. You've been needing me, but too bad. Yeah, be easy, don't make decisions when you're mad. The path you chose to run alone. I know you're independent, you can make it on your own. Morning to all our listeners around the world, logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Good morning to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Wednesday, November 30, 2022. Yes, Wednesday, November 30. Let that sink in. 31 days to go in the month. It is WCW, Woman Crush Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in the Caribbean corner. Bahamas records more murders than in 2021. Barbados and Saudi Arabia sign air services agreement out of Haiti. She attempted to open the door of a mid-flight airplane in the name of Jesus. All right, then. In St. Lucia, government worked towards better conditions for Canadian farm workers. And in Suriname, teachers to stay home to protest high exchange rate. Out of Jamaica, another child is missing. This just came in. And the police asking for help. <sighs> These missing children. Eight months later, a dead man still on court list. Huh. And fake Jamaican bananas found on Canadian store shelves. We're going to have those stories and more out of the Caribbean corner on the international scene. China's ex-leader Jian Zemin, an influential reformer, dead at the age of 96. In news out of North America, mother of man charged in Colorado Springs nightclub shooting was arrested hours after incident. Survivor of Virginia Walmart mass shooting files $50 million lawsuit against company says she reported gunman's disturbing and threatening behavior before the shooting. Jeffries poised to make history as first black person to lead the congressional party. Republican leaders denounce Trump's dinner with white nationalist Nick Fuentes. And police find the remains of four the remains of four infants inside a Boston apartment. In health and science news, experimental drug appears to slow progression of Alzheimer's disease in clinical trial, but raises safety concerns. In lifestyle, yes, we have a new segment, lifestyle. <laughs> Tinder says situationships are on the rise amongst young, young people. Many consider it a relationship status. In sports news, 16-hour work days and racism among horrific conditions that Brittany Griner faces in Russian penal colony. And believe it or not, stories spoke about this one yesterday on the Rosolo show. <laughs> A Florida man who believed he was half dog avoids prison time 
after the courts accept his insanity plea after he killed a couple then chewed on man's face welcome to florida viral man with wide neck arrested again in florida on stalking charges and two louisiana women arrested after scamming veterans out of one million dollars purchased a six hundred thousand dollar home in cash and other luxury items uh, javette is gonna love this one a florida woman is suing craft for five million dollars claiming microwavable mac and cheese takes longer to prepare than the three and a half minutes advertised on the box i don't blame her i've been looking for something to sue for and i hope she wins because i need me a check i don't know where i'm gonna find it but i'm gonna find it in entertainment news an oklahoma country singer was married on saturday and died a few hours later wow all right then we're gonna have the details of these stories and more coming up after this one with buster rhymes and mariah carey love this one yeah Shorty, i know what you need i got everything you need i promise i ain't gonna hold out neither i'm gonna give it all to you baby Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. You know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. For a few years, shed a few tears, called each other nickname like Sugar Plum and Pooh Bear. I'm always on the road, hardly ever home. Always busy, this busy, that can't talk on the phone. I know you aggravated, walk around frustrated, patience getting short. Just motivated. I do this for us, stuck on the grind, trying to. All right, here we go. <laughs> Gotta pull this one back up. Yes, for solo. Surely, I know what you need. I know what you need too, Bus of Bus. I promise I ain't gonna hold out, neither. I'm gonna give it all to you, baby. It's worth more. Bus Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. You know I got it. If you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, For a few years, shed a few tears, called each other nickname like Sugar Plum and Pooh Bear. I'm always on the road, hardly ever home. Always busy, this busy, that can't talk on the phone. I know you aggravated, walk around frustrated, patience getting short. How longer can you tolerate it? Listen, mom, just motivated. I do this for us, stuck on the grind, trying to elevate it. Hey, yo, to really be honest, you stuck with me through my whole struggle. Can't even express through words how much the kid loves you. I'ma stand as a man, never above. You. I could tell that you different from most Slightly approach you And the ill shit about it We don't sex every day But when we sex we tease In a passionate way Love the way you touch it Those little elaborate ways Got the guard feeling released To relax for the day It's on you Baby ma. if you give it to me I'll give it to you yeah. I know what you want You, you know I got it Baby if you give 
to me I'll give it to you As long as you want You know I got it Don't mind my singing Love this one Mommy, listen, I feel your love for me, baby, and how it moves through you. And I've been longing for the moment to talk the truth to you. Listen, I'm never home, I always get up and go. Putting you through the unnecessary rigmarole. I never meant to put a thousand pounds of stress on your head. I love the way we sleep and how we always cuddle in bed. Baby, I stay embracing your patience, shedding your tears with me. I ask you, my mommy, please continue to bear with me. We started out broke, constantly on the road. Cutting up in the streets like we would never get old. Went from Lucy's and buses. And 50 cent sodas and Novas to Hondas to Lexus to Rovers. Mad years past, still got each other back. Word is born, never screw none of these industry cats, boy. We like stolen molder, walking shoulder to shoulder, milking this game, watching our seeds getting older. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want, you know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Thank you to everyone listening online on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on ChanoRadio.com. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I'm Moments with me. You're tuned in and listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. Good and that Gucci bitch. This happens every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And of course, we gotta have music. Easy. I appreciate the things you do. What's life without music, huh? Never do me grease, baby. If you give it to me. Happy Wednesday. I know what you want. It's 18 after the top of the hour. I'll give it to you. Thank you so much for joining me here. We're going to go ahead and get started, and we're kicking it off with the Caribbean Corner. First up, our first story is out of the Bahamas. So, Bahamas records more murders than in 2021. The Bahamas has recorded 120 murders so far this year, surpassing the entire 2021 figure of 119. Police said that the man or a man who appeared to be in his mid-twenties was found with gunshot wounds on Monday. The police said they believe the unidentified man was shot somewhere else and his body was dumped on the scene. Well, we know that based on the condition of the body, it appears that he was here no more than but an hour prior to the police coming. That's according to Chief Superintendent Mario Livingstone Johnson. 
adding, we suspect that this is not the primary scene based on our evidence so far that we found on the scene, and so we're continuing the investigation. I ask persons as we approach the Christmas season to please be vigilant. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of where you go, who you hang with, because that could cause some problems for you. If you know that persons are on bail for any serious matters, I ask you and I caution you not to be in the vicinity of where those persons are. So the Bahamas so far recorded 73 murders in 2020, 95 in 2019, and 91 in 2018. So this year, 120 murders. There seems to be a spike everywhere. And this story was courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. And I know we just lost internet. It just came back. So I do apologize for those persons who were not able to hear, but I just kept it going. (laughs) All right. So Caribbean.loopnews.com. Bahamas records more murders than in 2021. Our next story, Barbados and Saudi Arabia sign air services agreement barbados exploring tourism and travel opportunities in saudi arabia and the government signs tourism mou story courtesy of barbados.loopnews.com in an effort to further develop relations with the kingdom of saudi arabia the minister of tourism and international transport ian gooding edgehill signed a tourism memorandum of understanding and an air service agreement with Saudi Arabia's Minister of Tourism, Ahmed Al-Khatib, and Minister of Transport and Logistics Services, Saleh bin Nasser Al-Jasser, respectively. The signing commenced on Tuesday, November 29, at the World Travel and Tourism Global Summit, which is being held in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. It symbolizes the growing relations between the two countries, and provides an opportunity for Barbados to expand its global reach. Minister of Tourism and International Transport Ian Gooding Edgehill stated, the agreement, the agreement sorry, that we signed today will go a long way in furthering our ties with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It will also explore opportunities for mutual cooperation between both countries in the respect of tourism. The minister further stated that there are also other benefits that will be derived from the Memorandum of Understanding as the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia seeks to develop and expand its tourism sector and as Barbados aims to expand its reach. All right, keep it going, Barbados. Barbados seems to be the forerunner of the Caribbean. Yeah, they are just leading and leading and leading the way all right next up government workers who are you know well let me not say it that way government works towards better conditions for canadian farm workers so the jamaican ones aren't the only one having issues evidently story courtesy of st lucia.loopnews.com according to minister for gender affairs dr virginia albert poyet The government is working towards achieving better working conditions for St. Lucians working on Canadian farms. Earlier this year, a group of St. Lucian women employed in the Canadian Farm Work Program complained of ill treatment meted out to them and expressed their disappointment over the program. Speaking to reporters ahead of a cabinet meeting on Monday, Dr. Poyet said government is in dialogue with Canadian authorities 
to refine the terms and conditions of employment for the seasonal farm workers program. The Canadians have instituted an investigation into the matter, she said, stating that the report's findings would be available to her. The Department of Labor also met with our women workers here in St. Lucia, and they did give us an indication of what transpired. Despite the opportunity to work overseas, a few participants of the program opted to return to St. Lucia, knowing the bad economic climate there as opposed to being verbally and physically abused in Canada. Poyet praised the St. Lucian women for completing the project ahead of the contracted time. The program involves the temporary recruitment and a selection of workers for varying periods, starting at six weeks to eight months throughout the year on Canadian farms in the provinces of Ontario and Alberta. Workers cultivate and harvest fruits, vegetables, tobacco, flowers, and ginseng, and the greenhouse industry, nurseries, and hydroponics. Something... I'm grateful that we are aware, we are made aware of what is going on on the Canadian farms as it relates to the farm workers. Who regulates them? Who does random pop-ups and does inspections? Who is in charge of that program in Canada to see to it that employees farm workers are treated with respect, their dignity remains intact, they're not abused in any way, shape, or form. Sometimes we have to go a little, what's the word? The word slip me. I know I had it on the tip of my tongue. But sometimes you have to go undercover. You know that show, I don't know if anyone has seen it, Undercover Boss where inspectors may have to go and pretend to be a farm worker to see what really happens. Because if you notify them that you're coming for an inspection, of course they're going to see to it that um, conditions look the way they ought, right? And people are being treated with respect and dignity and, uh, and not physically and verbally abused. So I think we need to ch- they need to change how things are done. First, we heard about the Jamaicans. Now, I wonder which other island is going to step up and its farm workers or those who are part of the farm worker program are going to complain. Because I am poor doesn't give you the excuse or a valid reason to treat me less than. You know, they have a saying, angels come in different forms. You never know how they may appear. Go right ahead. Good morning. Morning, James. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, um, yeah, the Mexicans are complaining too. Hmm. There, yeah, yeah, there's some like investig um, investigated journalism show that that featured like some Mexican people that the same complaint. But you, you know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if this have anything to do with the presidency of Donald Trump. And the reason the reason why I say that is because. I have someone that I'm close to that we're talking at Thanksgiving dinner um, a few months ago. And he was saying that um, when he just when he just came to Canada before he became a citizen, 
he came upon the farm work program and the farm work um what what he's hearing now um is nothing compared to, to what he came upon you said he came upon the program for for years before he met his wife and got married and this that is is here now is is way different and canada canada is like america little little daughter you know and you know sometimes um you know as a mother like you, you put you then the makeup in the mirror put on makeup and your daughter want to do the same thing that's how i see canada so everything that happens in america affect canada like Canada is a is a is an extension of America. So, I've seen the Donald Trump um, presidency embolden a lot of Canadians. Like, if you go to if you go to like places, there are some some suburb suburbs like Muskoka and some other places in Canada, where if you are driving um, today, you'll see Confederate flag. Um, Ten years ago, you didn't see those stuff, and those areas are where farm farm country is so a lot of the the, the owners of, of the, the the big farm farms in canada um they have allegiance to, to to the confederacy and you'll see their flag so you know i'm just wondering if if, if it has because it's it's just crazy that we're just hearing these stuff now because i've been in canada for a while and i this never came up before mm-hmm. and as i said talking to talking to this guy and you were saying that he came up on the the program so it's not he has first hand knowledge and he went as far as to say like his his employer like he loved his employer like they treat treated him so well and the conditions were different so i'm just wondering i i don't know but it, it just shows us that you know sometime when when we when we um enjoy a certain level of freedom you know, freedom is not always free. Like we always have to fight for freedom. You know, because not not because we enjoy it um, in 2020, that means we're going to enjoy it in 2022 or 2023. It can be easily snatched away. And Donald Trump has proven that. You know, like for all of us who celebrate when um, Obama won and say, okay, you know, America is 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 seeing the light, and you know, the, the world is going to follow America. Just right after that, we got a president that, you know, one step forward, like 10 steps backward. And yeah, like, but it's it's so unfortunate. And hopefully the, the Canadian government take it serious, you know, because now we're seeing the, the, the value of where our food com- comes from. We have to protect those who ensure that food are on our table. And I hope the Canadian government take it serious and, and do some investigation um, because they gave the i think apart from the airline industry the farmers got the most government money they got billions of dollars not in loan in grants that they don't have to give back so there's no way they should be treating these people like slaves you know Mm. thank you james grant money that they don't have to pay back okay all right um our next story we head on over to Katie.loopnews.com. So she attempted to open the door of a mid-flight airplane in the name of Jesus. Okay, then. Elam, a 34-year-old woman, tried to open the door of a Southwest Airlines plane during a flight to Ohio on November 27. 
The disturbing scene caused by the passenger forced the pilots to make an emergency landing at Bill and Hillary Clinton Airport in Little Rock, according to the New York Post. Elam had also bitten another passenger who was, what's, what's with biting? You know what, let me keep it moving. Because we have another story coming up about biting. But anyway, um, so Elam had also bitten another passenger who was trying to prevent her from reaching her goal. The victim was taken to a hospital after the landing. When brought to justice, the woman reportedly said it was Jesus who told her to do this, according to Arkansas court documents. Elam claims that she doesn't fly often and that Jesus told her to fly to Ohio and Jesus told her to open the door. This experience shocked the other passengers of the flight. One of them even said she thought the plane was going to crash. People were rushing to the back of the plane to help. I thought the worst case scenario. Probably this plane will crash. But, you know, I know it's a low, very low probability. Um, I need to get my coins up because <laughs> I need me my own plane. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus told her to fly to Ohio. Sorry. And Jesus told her to open the door. And Jesus told her to bite the person. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I have a Russell. I have a question. I have a question. Because we talked about this biting thing and all this. Oh, they're using they're these mental excuses to do the most ludicrous thing. So when Jesus told her to fly to Ohio, did Jesus put money in her bank account to pay for the ticket? <laughs> I don't know. Because it makes no sense. And then what did Jesus tell her to do after she opened the door? Was she to jump or just to take the so sad it's so sad it is let's just be grateful that all ended well <laughs> our next door we head over to Suriname teachers to stay home today to protest high exchange rate the Federation of Organizations of Teachers in Suriname FOLs is calling on its members to stay home on Wednesday to force the government to deal with what it claims is the runway runaway rather exchange rates for the US dollar and the euro resulting in increased prices for goods and services the falls which groups um, several trade unions including the Catholic Teachers Union the Christian Teachers Union Brotherhood the Surinamese Public Teachers Union, the Islamic Teachers Union, and 
Union of Teachers in Technical Education said inflation and the volatile exchange rate are the most painful for the working class, pensioners, and people with disabilities, among others. In order to stabilize the exchange rate in Suriname, President Chan Santoki established the platform exchange rate stabilization back in October. This was aimed at discussing proposals and proposing solutions to be presented to the government within three months. But critics say as of Tuesday, the platform has been operating for more than a month with the purchasing power of citizens decreasing daily. Falls President Marcelino Nercust said the socio-economic situation has stalled and the government has no solution to bring relief to society as a whole. He said a major point of frustration is that many retail outlets are unable to, you know, reasonably price their goods. So goods are priced in U.S. dollars and the customer has to pay the equivalent in SRD with an exchange rate of between SRD 31 and SRD 34 to the U.S. dollar. The Falls said it is urging its members to stay home for a day, just one day, noting that reports in the press quote the epidemiology department of the Bureau of Public Health as indicating that the number of coronavirus cases as well as the number of hospital admissions are increasing. Um, they don't have it bad, 31 to 34 compared to Jamaica's, what, 154 is where we are right now in Jamaica? I understand that it's a huge concern, but you know what, Guyana, be very grateful because it's worse in Jamaica. Let, let me, let me look at the exchange rate. Last time, um, and it's not just in Suriname that this is happening, but, uh, in Jamaica, prices are coded in the U.S. dollar too, which at this point, I don't know why we don't just go ahead and accept the U.S. dollar or use the U.S. dollar as our, um, what's the right term, <laughs> as our money, because the Jamaican money is like it's losing more and more value. Hold on one second. Let me in jamaica i can't even type this more okay so right now the u.s dollar as at uh this morning yeah 153.98 to one that's 154 and that's um probably if the bank is buying it from you of course if they're selling it to you we know that's a whole nother story right um it's gonna be higher if you're sending through western union or any um moneygram or anything like that it's an even lower rate that it is converted at of course everybody's trying to get the best um scotia bank had the u.s dollar uh, hold on why did this just go blank with me my apologies i'm waiting for it to come back up anyway Okay, let me go to Bank of Jamaica for anyone who wants to know the conversion rates right now. Bank of Jamaica counter rates. Imagine back in, um, oh, Australian dollar. Oh, they do that too? Hmm, interesting. So the U.S. dollar, if you are, if the bank is buying it from you, is $153 if you go to the Bank of Jamaica um 
and that's for checks. If it's cash, it's one forty-five thirty-seven. So people might ask, so why is it you get less for cash? So let me explain. Bulk, you're paying for bulk because checks, you know, they ship those off. They're not. When you think about a $10,000 check, it's just a piece of paper versus $10,000 in cash, all right? So they're charging you for the bulk and that is because they are charged for that when they have to export the money. Let me put that in quotation, right? Because do they really export it? But anyway, that's what they tell you. So yeah, cash rate will always be different from check rate all right if you have u.s coins and you want to convert them at the bank of jamaica they will be converted at a rate of 125 dollars and 37 cents even less because we know the weight bulk again um selling coins they do send back to the u.s and they have to pay for the um, air cargo. They have to pay that expense, right? Um, if the bank is selling it to you, whether it's in cash or check form, it's $155, right? So there you go. $153, buying it from you. And then if you talk about black market, which is on the street, right? Forget about it. Forget about it. All right, so so right now I feel your pain, but I don't have it bad yet. We have it worse at Jamaica. <laughs> um, hold on a second. While I'm at this, uh, let me see. The Great Britain Pound, it's one eighty four forty eight. if the bank is buying it from you. Check. one seventy five twenty six cash. And if they are selling it to you, it's one eighty five. 49 okay that's not too bad the cayman dollar i know a lot of people are interested in this one as well the cayman dollar uh, the bank buying it from you 183.81 uh cash 165.43 huge difference there and selling is 189 so here's what i will tell people if you want to do the conversion if you go into a store in jamaica and you or in any island do not convert it at the rate that the bank buys it from you at convert it at the rate that they're selling it to you at okay all right give yourself some wiggle room the canadian dollar 111 dollars and nine cents for cash i'm sorry for check for cash it's 105 dollars and 54 cents Selling $114.73. Okay, so there you have it, folks. BOJ counter rates. All right, there you go. Just in case anybody wanted to know. Um, police asking for help to find another missing child in Jamaica. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. What's going on with all these missing children? What's really going on? Are children no longer safe to move about to walk 
The police have activated a high alert for 12-year-old Ebony Williams of Largy Road or Largy Road, Olympic Gardens, Kingston 11, who has been missing since Tuesday, November 28. She is... What is today? Today is Wednesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday the 29th. They had the wrong day. Yeah, either they have... It should either say Tuesday, November 29th, or Monday, November 28th. Come on, Loop News, get it together. She is of dark complexion, medium build, and about five feet, five inches tall. Ooh, she's taller than me. And she's just 12. Okay, yes, I am short. Reports from the Olympic Gardens Police are that Ebony was last seen at home wearing a pink blouse, blue jeans, and a pair of purple slippers. She has not been heard from since. Anyone knowing the whereabouts of Ebony Williams is being asked to contact the Olympic Gardens Police or call 119 or go to the nearest police station. I hope, I really hope they find her. Um, You know what, before, I'm, I'm probably asking a dumb question. I'm going to sound real ignorant, but do they have a website dedicated to missing persons in Jamaica? Just missing persons, nothing else, where we can get updates, you know what? Let me stop being ignorant and jump on Google. <laughs> Missing persons website in Jamaica. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, www.missingpersonsjamaica.com. Uh, you also have JCF. Dot gov dot jm. Let me see what this one looks like. Okay, yeah, so they do have the Jamaica Constabulary Force, they do have a website. Um, okay, this is heartbreaking. When you go on the website and you see these faces, I don't know how up to date this is, though. Missing uh, persons. Kevin Richards, Dan, Kevin Richards, 16, Christopher Coley, 11, Roxanne Brooks, 16, Kevin Richards, 16, Daniel Grant, 14, Deandro, 15. Okay, too many missing children. Too many. I hope they're found, and I hope that when they do find them, they put an update. I'm not sure how up-to-date that is, but because I, I don't see her on that list, on that website. But um, hopefully anyone knowing the whereabouts or anyone who has seen Ebony Williams will help return her home. All right. Our next story, also out of Jamaica, man arrested after attack and rape of a bartender in St. Anne. A 34-year-old Mason has been charged after he reportedly raped a bar operator in Duns River Hills, St. Town, on Thursday, November 17. Charged with rape and grievous sexual assault is Huggett Moncrief of Windsor Road, St. Town. Reports are that at about 10 p.m. the woman closed her establishment. Moncrief, who was allegedly there for hours, requested transport assistance from her. Whilst the car was in motion, Moncrief reportedly pulled up the handbrake and dragged the woman from the vehicle. He then proceeded to rape and sexually assault her. A report was made to the police and an investigation was launched. 
Moncrief was subsequently arrested and charged following being pointed out on an identification parade. Moncrief's court date is not yet finalized. Who give you the right to do that, Mr. Moncrief? We don't, just go sit in jail. Just go sit in jail. Eight months later, dead man still on court list. A man who died in police custody while awaiting trial for murder might not rest in peace anytime soon as the police are yet to bring evidence of his death to the home circuit court. Fitzroy Minot, formerly of Jonestown in St. Andrew, died in March of this year after he had been ailing for some time. However, since then, attorney at law for Minot's estate, Cecile Griffiths Ashton, has been trying to get the matter off the court list. The police were trying to get bail for Minot when his health started to deteriorate. However, the court reportedly took issue with the fact that the accused man had been on a gun-related charge. Minot passed away before some of the requirements for his release were fulfilled. Minot was accused of the November 2020 murder of cook shop operator Timel Allen, otherwise called Pookie of Great George's Street. Allen was standing near his cook shop when he was pounced on by two men, one of whom is alleged to have been Minot who shot and killed him. Upon hearing that he was a suspect in the murder, Minot reportedly surrendered to the police that same month. Since his death, the process to remove the dead man's name from the court list has been ongoing. This has resulted in Griffiths Ashton attending court for a client who is no longer alive in an effort to have him removed from an already stacked court list. Is Jamaica real? Is the court system real? The man is dead. You go to court to try to remove him. What's taking so long? He died in March. What, what, what are we in? November. Unless we really do believe in ghosts that he's going to show up. <laughs> you know what? Let, let me stop. Let me behave myself. All right, then. Get it together, courts. Get it together. Fake Jamaican bananas found on Canadian store shelves. This is just disgusting widespread oh marlon thank you for bringing this one to my attention widespread reports of bananas purporting to be jamaican bananas and bearing fake jp branding on canadian supermarket shelves have triggered concerns among the diaspora community in toronto jp farms jamaica's largest commercial grower of bananas has long sold its saint mary grown bananas locally and internationally under the jp and saint mary's brands both registered trademarks are restricted from unauthorized use. Misleading stickers on the phony product differ from those on genuine JP Farms Jamaican grown fruit. Notably, the imposter banana stickers are circular, whereas JP stickers are oval. Further, the imposter bananas use the old St. Mary's logo, while JP bananas now use the refreshed St. Mary's logo. Early investigations also point to the fake Jamaican bananas originating from another Caribbean island. JP Farms General Manager Mario Figueroa 
explained further differences between the fake fruit and genuine JP bananas. Imposter bananas show quality defects that would not have passed JP Farms standards for export. These include sunburn damage and the food being too old to be used as boiling bananas, meaning the fruit would be tough when prepared. With potential severe implications for public safety and a negative effect on brand Jamaica, JP Farms is swiftly taking legal action to remove the bananas from the Canadian market as soon as possible. Executive Director for the JMEA, Kamisha Blake, stated, The JMEA is very concerned with any instances of fraud, misrepresentation, or sabotage being perpetuated against our members and, by extension, brand Jamaica on both the local and overseas markets. James, that's another drop there. Hmm? That's happened everywhere. <laughs> so no, do trust me, like, in, it, it's big, uh, big money in America, too. It's happening everywhere. Like, and it, it's, it's something that, that um, experts have been talking to the government for, for years, for decades, because Jamaica... Jamaica is a brand when it comes down to food and culture. Jamaica is a brand and it's not just now like Mexico is, is one of the main perpetrators. Mexico, um, Guatemala, Honduras, like those countries, there are a lot of products coming from those countries um, with a big Jamaica flag on the side. And, you know, people have been warning um, or talking to, to Jamaican, the Jamaican government you know, from, from PMP government to to get um, international lawyers like, you know, 24 hours, like just going across the world and, 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 and stopping these, these stuff from happening. Because, you know, Aki, like, if, if, you go, if you go into one of the Caribbean places here, there's like about 10 different brand Aki and only Grace or Lasker or whatever is like, Jamaican, like most of them, like from different countries, but them are the big Jamaica flag. So I don't know what the government can do about it, but yeah, it's it's not a good look. And sweet potato is one of the, the, the main thing too, because um I remember when I just came to Canada, I started a sweet potato business. And when you get the sweet potato from um like Honduras. The quality, it's it's like it's like eating cardboard. So but but a lot of people used to like kind of mix them. Like so they would have like half Jamaican sweet potato, half of the, the one from like Honduras, because they're trying to make a profit. But sometimes what happens is that if you're not an expert at and not just Jamaica, like Caribbean food, because like St. Vincent, um, like with breadfruit and other countries have good quality um ground provision but Honduras and, and these places they use brand Jamaica to so you get the inferior breadfruit like you get the inferior breadfruit and they will they will put a Jamaican flag on it and, and, and say product of Jamaica and normally like a Honduras breadfruit like say you'd pay like um two Canadian dollar for that you'd have to pay about five Jamaican five Canadian for the Jamaican one or the one from St. Vincent or, or some of the other Caribbean islands because the, the quality. But they figured that, okay, we'll, we'll have these inferior breadfruit and inferior ground provision. 
stick the Jamaican flag on it. And if for people who don't know, who can't pick out the, the, the authentic one, they'll just buy it and pay the big money. So, yeah, they have to do a better job. It's, it's happening for a while. Hmm. Okay. Shame on them. And I hope um, they're swift with their action and that the Jamaican farmers or the Jamaican company, Jamaica producers, will be remedied. That, that's all I'm going to say. Next up, courtesy of the Jamaica Observer, youth MPs want greater parent involvement in education system. Urgent calls were made by youth parliamentarians on Monday for greater parent involvement in the education system to boost academic performance of students and lessen their chances of engaging in criminal activities. I often wonder if there is an artificial wall between our parents and our education system. Low parental involvement has resulted in an insurmountable number of social ills plaguing the nation's children. These include, but are not limited to, poor academic performance, depression, low self-esteem, among others such as the unfortunate incidents of students becoming susceptible to criminal behaviors. And that's according to Youth Parliamentarian for Westmoreland Western, Javon Malcolm, when she spoke in Gordon House. Malcolm pointed to 2020 crime statistics announced by the National Security Minister, Dr. Horace Chang, last year, which state 16% of murder victims were between the ages of 15 and 24. Inner-city youth are victims of low parental education, parental support, particularly in education, consequently. 56% of our children within these areas drop out of schools. These vulnerable youth are being groomed to take up leadership positions in gangs in our community. Malcolm called for a macro approach to be used in the education system, which would include more involvement of parents in parent-teacher meetings. The current approach does not give parents a one-on-one -on -one experience with teachers. This is suggesting that the purpose of these meetings is in fact being defeated. The perspective I am recommending is one that would reduce the concentration of a general assembly to classroom meeting, not as a substitute, but as an addition to what already exists. He said that approach would provide a better engagement, enabling parents to meet with teachers at least three times per school term, and allow them to ask direct questions about performance and progress of their children. Malcolm also proposed an accountability drive called Diggy Up, Get em an Update to track the performance of parents as they assist their children with homework and other school-related activities. Hmm. This drive will have a digital user-friendly platform and allow parents to scan a barcode and register for specific subjects already offered in the education system. It will equip our parents with the skills and tools to help their children and themselves in advance. Meanwhile, Youth Parliamentarian for St. Anne's Southwestern, Brianna Edwards, proposed a READ policy, which would focus on resources, education, advocacy, and delivery. Parents do not always have the resources to invest in their children and should be provided with the stationary items and learning tools 
that will create a learning environment in the home. This will take a unified approach, and so this government calls for a further public-private partnership between the government of Jamaica and the private sector to narrow the gap and provide these essential tools that are fundamental in children's academic development. As it relates to education, parents sometimes fail to grasp the link between early childhood experience and positive outcomes in later life. Therefore, the House is proposing the launch of a public education campaign to heighten parent awareness and one that will seek to offer parent recommendations on how they can get involved and the increased benefits of involvement. Pointing to advocacy and delivery from her proposal, Edwards called for greater attention from groups such as the National Parent Teacher Association to recognize disconnection and needs among parents. So I definitely welcome the youth being involved, having a say, because they're the ones experiencing it. Bright minds, great ideas. I do have a couple of questions, and the questions are not, my questions are not being posed to the students, the youth, the youth parliamentarians. My questions are directed at the Minister of Education, the schools, the administration of, within the schools. So, one question I have. When students are enrolling for school, they're just starting off in primary, let's even go for the basic school, primary school, all-aid school, high school, secondary school. Are the parents showing up for the enrollment or their guardian? Are they showing up? Are you having one-on-one -on -one conversations or group conversations where you say, okay, we're going to be doing enrollment or registration for last names A through E. When those parents come with the children, are you having a workshop with those parents? It could be a two-hour, four-hour workshop where they have to hear the do's and don'ts, the requirements, the standards that students will be held to, what's expected from them, and how they will be held accountable for their child's success. Is there that system in place? I doubt it, but it's something worth looking into. Um, I, I like the suggestion I said diggy up, it's digi up is what I should have said, my apologies. I like that suggestion, providing tools that and resources that parents can, because everybody have a cell phone in Jamaica now, right? They can have apps or be able to get online to a website and have tools to their um, access for them to use to help their children. Some people might say, well, all the parents can read and write. That's okay. And here's why I'm saying that's okay. There are students here in, this, in the U.S. that don't, there are parents, sorry, in the U.S. that don't speak any English and their children translate for them. The same thing can happen in Jamaica. The same thing can happen, 
right? Have someone interpret or read to them what's going on. And let us think about back in the old time days, we, you know, long before my time, where even though many parents were not able to read, they still held their children accountable and held them to high standards, right? Our grandparents or great-grandparents, oh yeah, they were not the most educated. They were not the, um, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to say they weren't the smartest because a lot of them are very smart. It's just that they were not educated or exposed to the level of education that their grandchildren and children were able to have access to. But it did not take away from their responsibility. They're wanting better for their children and being involved in their children's education. So we're not going to use that excuse, okay? No, we're not. We're going to put that to the side. That's Anybody else has any other suggestions that we could present to the ministry, to the schools, to get parents involved? And I understand parents have to work. I get that. Now, I will call on businesses, employers, to have some leniency. Because I'm sure you all have um, people that work for you that have children. Do not make it difficult for those parents to be able to go to the schools, to be able to interact with, their, with the children's uh, teachers. Right? Have provision that if parents, and this should be encouraged as a matter of fact, why don't you go and spend a day at the school? Like spend an hour, sit in the class. Go have lunch with your child. I'm just throwing out things here, brainstorming, right? Things that could be done. So it's going to take a, the concerted effort of employers, parents, and the school system, the Ed Ministry of Education. I'm done. Anybody else has anything else we can throw in at the pot? Yeah, for, for me, I think it, it's, it's teamwork. Like, um, both the education system and parents are going to have to, you know, work together. Because, you know, when, when you look at what's happening in Jamaica, you're looking at it or, you know, anywhere in the Caribbean, you're looking at it from, like, um, a dominant set of people, like, you know, whether it's, like, blacks or, or people that are, you know, West Indian, like, Indians. Like, you look at it from that. But when you go into a diverse society you only go like to like a new york or toronto or london then you get a better picture of values and it's what the parents value because like when i when i drop my kids to school and i and i i observe and you know to be honest like the way i see and, and it's not about what people are worth and in terms of jobs or whatever because you know, we see like, you know, like Filipino um, parents come from the Philippines and they're on the same economic level. But the interest that they take in their kids' education, because they want their kids to be like doctors and lawyers and stuff like that in North America, because they know it's going to be good for the, the entire family. They're going to bring all of their family to North America. And so I think... The onus is on parents. Like sometimes we value the wrong things in our community, you know, because this this is a 
problem that's been going on from when I was in school. Like I remember like in school and um, parents would come and fight with the teacher. Like the teacher will, will call the parents and, and the parent come in and the teacher will say like, look, your son or your daughter is very gifted. They need an atlas or they need a, the, this MacBook or whatever. And the parents will, will argue with the teacher and say, but you know, in my shoes and your teacher, you make good money and you don't know where me I got you. And, and the, I remember like teachers would say like, okay, miss, calm down. Look at his foot. He's wearing a British Nike. He's wearing a Patrick Ewing. That's back in the days. When a Patrick Ewing could buy your, your, your entire book list. And parents would turn around and say, my picnic have to look good for coming to school. And, you know, so that type of attitude. So I think parents have to step up more because the government and the teachers can do everything with them possible can. But if the parents don't value education and step up, then the government and the teachers can do but so much because teachers trust me like in my with my experience like you know going to school and teachers will see you hungry and they will give you a two dollar for go buy lunch teachers do a lot so parents just need to step up and meet the teacher them halfway and i feel like that will solve the problem definitely thank you james anybody else any other suggestions recommendations for parents what would we want what what are the things we value There are a lot of people who don't um, work. There are a lot of moms who don't work or dads who don't work. How about walk with your child to school? Walk with your child to the bus stop. Have a conversation with them. Do random pop-ups at the school. See what's going on. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. Do they allow um, parents to volunteer in the schools in Jamaica? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Not sure. Something worth looking into because that would be a good, um, that's a great suggestion. If they don't have that happening, that's a great suggestion. I know that parents will go for career day, you know, dress them up and take them for career day. Um, it probably happens in the private schools, but in the public schools, I'm not so sure, uh, Javette. Not sure. Because you know here in the States. Hold on. You can have more the traditional school. Okay. I'm sorry. You know Go ahead, here, Javette. Sorry. Go ahead. You, you know here in the States, they have um, like... Um, mommy read to the class or yes. they have daddy do such and such maybe something like that would um, help bridge the gap between teacher and parent and child yeah yeah that's a good one you're right good morning Apple good morning yeah sorry about that from my wife I can't show the phone for because oh, I drive okay. I mean I want to go tight spot ah you better but, focus uh, focus yeah <laughs> focus well that's a year set up from uh, uh but yeah uh, uh when i was in primary school yeah they do um, um parents school and come and volunteer because when i was in primary school my aunts they used to come to the school and volunteer and other well, my classmates or schoolmates their parents used to come and volunteer as well and you know i mean take part in a certain stuff so they yeah they, they do it not sure if they're but I, I, I think it all depends on the mindset of the parents. Um, 
as where James just said earlier, you know, Oxford Atlas and find all the dumbest set of excuses to give the child the Atlas to improve him learning. But yesterday we look on the child's foot, you know, him have on John Sports, I'm um, sorry, him have on Nike, Adidas, um, Filler, um, in bug, in bug, uh, uh, what do you call it? In bug, um, John Sport. John Sport. Yeah, and all them something there, you know what I mean? So it, it, uh, so it all depends on the mindset of the, of the, of the parents. But yeah, the, 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 the um, my aunt has, has some others, um, classmates and schoolmates, they, they, they used to come and volunteer, you know, and stuff like that. Some used to donate um, meats and stuff like that to the, to the, the lunch room, you know what I mean? So that uh, when they cook the lunch, they can have food and stuff like that. So that go on, but at the end of the day, it all depends on how much parents willing to do that, you know, how much uncle and auntie willing to do that. <laughs> so uh, it's a mindset thing, you know? Yeah. Come on, give thanks. All right, thank you, Apple. Thank you so much. So the general consensus here is that the majority of the responsibility lies with the parents. So parents, start parenting. Yeah, moments. I, I think one thing, I don't know, one thing that could change, I'm not sure what it is like now, but I remember when I was in school, you know, little bit after Christopher Columbus to discover Jamaica. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so, you know, when I was in school, I don't understand why they make um, kids um, like certain books certain math books, certain, like, um, stuff in school, like, they make it, like, it's like a major investment. Like, so if you have a, a child in school, you know, you have to think about rent, you have to think about light, you have to think about water, and then books. And I don't understand why there's not, a, like, a national, like, library or whatever where they have millions of dollars invested in books, and these kids would when you go to when you because sometimes you'd be like in grade six and you buy a book for like two thousand jamaican dollar back in the days and then you use it four time and then it end up in another landfill or you have to try and sell it back to someone like if they could have like you know like we're just getting the tools for education is not such you know for sure like a partner draw or whatever like you have easy access that anybody can access it whether you're working in the, in the bank, whether you do day's work, whether you sell mango up on the street, you can access books. If, and I think that's where the government can step up and do better. In having James, like a national stick up program. in, stick up in. I think that when I was going to high school, I don't know if they still have it, but when I was going to high school, they had the um, book rental program. They had that where you would be able to um, rent books for that academic year. And at the end of the year, and they would have inspection to make sure you're keeping the books in good order. And the, that was used by every parent. Every single parent had to rent the books from the, rent, um, the book rental program. And then at the end of the academic year, the books are turned back in. They're collected. If you damage or lose the book, you have to pay for the book. All right. But they did have that. So I'm not sure if they no longer do it. That's something worth finding out. Yeah, I know. Well, my experience with that is that um, traditional high schools, like I remember, like say, like Calabar, Arden, most of those schools, like depending on the school that you were going to, 
you had access and you had access at the high school level but like at the all age level and certain non-traditional like if you're going to tarrant or you're going to like norman manley or whatever you wouldn't have the same access and the, the rental program was like say you have um like a hundred thousand books with like five hundred thousand people competing for it so it wasn't it wasn't sufficient enough so like first come first serve type of thing uh-huh. and 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 in my experience, people that are in traditional high school, they normally get first bids, and then the others are just left to go without book. Okay. Um, can I answer this? Uh, yeah, yeah, me? yeah, yeah, man, go ahead. All right. So I used to attend Norman Manley, and that program that I talk about moments, they, they they have it. Okay. Um, yeah, they have a, a big room full of um, books, like books from past students and stuff like that are books from wherever them get them, I guess donations or whatever it is. And some some newer than some. And um, them used to, when, I, when you're going to a different class, like you're going to um, 11th grade or 10, 11, whatever um, grade you're going to, they go there so if the parents can't afford enough to buy a book, brand new book, they can go to the, the book room or whatever they want to call them, I forgot what they call it. I work a book room for now, I have your books in there. But anyways, yeah, so you're going there, <laughs> you're going there um, you're, you have the book list, um, then you're, you're, uh, are the books that you're going to need for that class, uh, for that grade, and you can get it, and then tell us, say, oh, take good care of it, because if you mush it up, <laughs> you have yeah, to pay a fee. <laughs> yeah, so they did have it. Okay. All right, they can close Okay, perfect. So that is there. Now, um, how it works now is something worth looking into, but they're great ideas. So parents, step up, step up, stand by your children. Please stand by your children. Do right by them. It is usually a parent's wish to want their children to be better than they are meaning have a better outcome not struggle the way them struggle that's usually a parent's desire i would want i I would never want to think that any parent doesn't care about their child's success you know i watched this um couple family on tiktok and i know they have a youtube channel as well uh duane and carrie and I laugh the other day. So one of them, the daughter is, uh, one of the daughters, 15 years old, comes in wants to know if her boyfriend can come over. Dwayne almost went crazy. It's that type of parenting. Yes, my delivery would probably have been different, not probably would have been different, but it's the same thing. We have to put our feet down as parents. And I'm not saying be ridiculous and overbearing and militant, but we have to guide our children as best as we can. All right. So they are our future. What's that song? Children of teach them well and let them. How it go? Who sing that song again? Lord have mercy. No worse than me. What's the name of the song? Children are our future. So, was it George Benson? Who sing it? George and Whitney Houston. 
the greatest gift of all. See, when I, when I met me younger than the whole owner in here. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah, but Your the internet keep going out. That's crazy. I remember she got the body. Because she was doing the show. So. Greatest gift I of all. Moments Okay, are you hearing me? Um, listen, I am. I need to. I need to move. I need to move. I can't keep doing this. AT and T, you owe me a check. I need to sue for something because this is not gonna work. You need to get a credit for every time the internet keep going out too. You know that Xfinity used to give me a credit every time because I would be on them and every time sometimes i'd be without internet with xfinity for like two days and i would get my credit okay rosola i can't hear you sound very echoey what's up i don't have my headset on and i can't find that um i was just saying you need to contact them because if you are working for it is a job you're working for and you need your service and they need to pay you period oh yeah i've lost a lot of productivity because of it a lot. Yeah. You guys have an HOA? You need to get your community together no, and do a class action shoot. No HOA around here. And I will never do an HOA again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're living hell. I'm sorry. I know you're on the board of one. But I don't know what's up with that. And just recently, last week or the week before, they shut down an HOA here in um in West Miami here. The board members stole two point something million dollars. Wow. Shut them down. Let me tell you wow. something. My experience has not been good. Has not been good. When we were living in Atlanta and we were to move. Be, even before moving, even before moving, we were getting hell with our HOA, telling you how much you owe. It, it was legal action. They even garnished money out of a, one of our accounts. Swiped it out because that's Georgia law. They allow that up there. Yeah. It was fighting tooth and nails. When we were to sell the house, it was ridiculous how much they say we owe them like huh i would never go in an hoa when we um and then i remember my parents were selling um a condo here now my dad don't play he pays in advance when it's time for closing the money's taken out how much is owed to hoa never again Again, am I doing an HOA? Y'all can keep that. Wow. Mm -mm. They're the devil. And, <laughs> and they, will, they will put a lien on your house. They will put your house up for sale. Uh-uh. Y'all can keep that. I, I won't. Don't say them all. Not you, but do, you know. We, we don't do that in our HOA, but yes, I know about it. And... For me, so I'm the treasurer, and even when the management company gives me checks and things to sign, I make sure everybody else 
knows what I'm signing and yes. what I did because I'm not going to jail for anybody. Even yes. at my workplace, I'm not going to jail for anybody. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, two point something million dollars gone. You, you can look it up. Hammocks, Hammocks um, Homeowners Association. Oh. oh yeah. So they But they should be able to take them to court, but who's to say you're gonna get that money back? Hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, it was um ridiculous. You guys are brave. Former Hammocks HOA president in court after organized crime scheme arrest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Racketeering, money laundering. They hired, you know, something. I, I didn't even know this part about it. So it was five board members. They wrote more than 170 checks to alleged vendors, shell companies, to funnel and launder their association's money. And let me tell you something. You see, if you're late. <laughs> Uh, I can't keep that. Sorry. I'm so sorry. And what they did was they hired and paid themselves and family members. So they hired themselves as vendors. Uh. <laughs> That's in Miami. Miami. That happened. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But see. One thing that, if I could just say quickly. Yeah, sure. I think sometimes how that can happen is nobody comes to the meetings. That's a possibility. We, we, we do not have residents coming to the meetings. If you don't come to the meetings, you don't know what's going on. Because we give you a cash report each month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're not coming to the meetings, you're letting the board members know to me, and I'm going to tell you this because I'm the treasurer, right? that you trust me. So I'm going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> it's I, not supposed to work that way, but I'm just letting people know what it looks like. What it looks like. You're right. If you don't show up, it means that you're doing a good job. We trust you to carry on. Yeah. And if you can't make it to meetings because of um, work, you can still let your voice be heard. You can send in a letter. You can send a letter to the board letting them know, um, yay, nay, good, bad, concerns, inquiries, whatever. There is a way to correspond. You can send someone to the meetings for you. That your children part. can come. Yeah. Your spouse can come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Oh, thank, thank you for that insight, Javette. So folks listening, if you live in an HOA, thinking about living in an HOA community, words of wisdom. All right. Our next story, Jamaica is the place, Prime Minister says, as he encouraged others to invest. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. Prime Minister Andrew Holner says a strong government and good governance have been the catalysts for improvement and recovery in the country's economy post-pandemic. Speaking Tuesday at the Invest Jamaica conference in Montego Bay, St. James, 
Prime Minister Holness stressed that the speed of Jamaica's recovery can be attributed to making the right decisions for the overall good of the country while balancing lives and livelihood. Holness said we managed the pandemic in such a way that we did not have to sacrifice businesses. We ensured that businesses could recover quickly. Now we are happy to say that our tourism product has recovered. He also noted that the recovery of the pandemic is phenomenal. Or that should be from the pandemic. Come on, get your typos in check. Especially after several months of complete shutdown of the industry. Pointing to this as evidence of the robustness of the Jamaican economy, the Prime Minister said now more than ever the country is equipped and poised for greater investment. He therefore moved to encourage greater investment in the country while highlighting Jamaica's peak performance in tourism and the high employment rate. If you are looking for a place that is near your shores on the same time zones, accessible an hour and a half from any major destination that you may be originating from and you want high quality labor that can easily communicate, then Jamaica is the place, he said. He also underscored that the objective of the government is to convert the country's assets into prosperity. Jamaica has one of the oldest democracies of modern time, and it can become the country that has converted its democracy, its political stability, and its economic sustainability into prosperity for the people. Holness also gave the assurance that the government and people of Jamaica are committed to the journey of advancement and prosperity of the nation, and therefore welcome investments that will accomplish this mission and our final story out of the caribbean corner courtesy of the jamaica observer billionaires club government targets deep pocket investors the government says it will table by next march legislation paving the way for jamaica to attract increasingly wealthy job generating billionaire investors lured by the transparent incentive package the ambitious target was shared on tuesday with Great relish by Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark, who said it will make Jamaica the breakout story of this decade in the 21st century. He went on to say we will be, hopefully by the end of this fiscal year, tabling in Parliament the amendments to the large-scale projects and pioneering act to make it operational. This is an act that aims to attract investments of U.S. $1 billion or more to Jamaica. He told the audience, which included potential investors, that there are projects forthcoming that fit the bill, and it is therefore in their best interest to act quickly. To ensure that this is consistent with our framework going forward of fiscal and debt sustainability, we will have a cap on the maximum amount outstanding at any point in time, which gives an incentive to the billion-dollar investors to get in Early, he said. All right. So they're on the up and up, up and up, up and up. Um, yeah, we want the investors in Jamaica. We want Jamaicans to invest in Jamaica. We need um, outside investors as well to invest in the country because the end goal is to see to it that every Jamaican is employed, that we can... Go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, you know... You know what? I 
I believe that if this government, this JLP government, don't transform Jamaica, I don't know. Like, Jamaica is going to be, like, in a deep, deep... Because, like, I've aligned with, with the PMP for most of my life. But fear is fear. And to me, I think this government, I would say probably is the best or the most hopeful government in Jamaica's history. I would go as far as saying that. And why I say that is because, you know, Andrew Onus is, is very brilliant. You know, like, the only other prime minister with, with his level of brilliancy would have been um, PJ Patterson. Um, and what I like about him is that he is putting young people, um, women um, that are movers and shakers, like in, 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 in position to help transform Jamaica. The one problem that I say that Andrew Honus has is he's not able to root out the teeth them out of the party. <laughs> can that, you, that can you ever only... get rid of them though from any party in any time? In, in... No, but no, but the the, uh, the the modern teeth is different from the dinosaur teeth. Them the teeth <laughs> them were in other politics from the seventies. Those teeth, because the reality is that we're human beings. Everybody got teeth. Like if 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 you they in Canada, America, England, and believe that pol all the politicians are squeaky clean. Something wrong with you. Like, people are going to hustle. Mm -hmm. But hustle, like, if, if there's a hundred mango, take five and leave 95. <laughs> so don't take everything. Left some. Not take, not take, not take 50, 50 of the mango. And, and that's my problem. Like, when, when you have politicians, a team from the education system, remember, you know, you're already in a position to hustle. Because to me, hustle and thief are not two different things. Right. I, can, I, can, I can understand if you're if you really need a catering event for a thousand people and you hook up your sister and your sister, the money staying at the family, we can't see with that. Right. Don't thief the money. Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem. I think that's his biggest problem. Not able to root out the thief them out of the party. If he can get that, get the thief them out, um, Jamaica is in a good position because they're, they're, they're young, intelligent minds that are thinking different from, you know, um, some of the politicians back in the days, they're, they're, they're forward-thinking people. Mm -hmm. And I think Jamaica can really improve from, from, you know, because, you know, when you look at women in politics, this always mind-boggling to me. A lot of the politicians will come and they will tell us, say, their mother sent five, them and them five brother and sister to university on a, on a, a, a day's worker's wage. And to me, that sounds like a miracle. And then you're going to come tell me you now, say a woman can be a finance minister when she was able to send five, six hours to university and a day's workers, you know. So these are the things that held back Jamaica for a while. And now you see these brilliant women in politics and they're doing, they're doing things, you know. So, yeah, like kudos to them. But I, I hope them root out the teeth. Out of, that, that, that's the only problem I see now. Root out the teeth them. Of course, I, I yeah, we, we need more conscious thieves, right? Those who have a little more conscience. 
and one just take advantage like that won't empty the pot <laughs> oh boy so oh before i take a quick break we have some good news um anybody on here or listening um follows the mtm family on youtube well they will be heading to primetime television cvm tv the new cvm tv in jamaica let me see if i can uh, find the announcement here hold on one second i'm trying to let me see bear with me here come on play so of course i tell you it's underdog week okay hold on this is it's the underdog week clip okay cut off the dead ends okay you might be holding on to the length Brazil first here we go here we go but ever so often we hear people say listen can you really still but when we get a chance but watch my sister phone and my cousin phone with a nice if we could have come up on local TV still we hear that all the time and guess what guys we are finally going to make our debut on local TV with the new CVM. It is so exciting. Yay! MTM is going to be on, on CVM TV. Like MTM on CVM. It, it was written. It was written. Oh, Hold on, this is names calling. I mean, don't get it twisted. We are still going to be doing our three YouTube, times on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. I know everybody is going to be thinking, them are going to YouTube no more. No, we're doing our YouTube. We yes, can't stop YouTube. Is, in, in fact, the first thing that's going to be airing on CVM TV are, are older episodes. So we have so many episodes. You know, we have over 470 episodes right really? now. So we are going to be sharing some of our older episodes that people who don't know us can get a chance to kind of understand the vlog, understand our are. family, who we are, exactly where we're coming from. Um, and right up to you know where we are now, which is actually gonna be really hard to do um, Because so much nice time. Yeah, you know so much good memories There's so many episodes that won't ever air on TV either. So many moments. And so it's also, you know, we're asking Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Tammy Chen and Wayne Marshall heading to CVM TV meet the Mitchells. I'm happy for them Yeah, that that's a, that's a good look, trust me. Like, yes. Yeah, I wake up wake up this morning, I'm going to go up on YouTube and I'm going to say... On the human tube. I see a thing, a, a music video with Popcorn, and it made me happy. You know, I just feel a good, like a joy. So, like, with, with, with this now, that even add to that. Because, yeah, we're tired of the scamming and the negativity and the stuff like yes. that. Jamaica have, have, have incredible content creator. And so, as I said, this morning, when I see Popcorn and... Him, him, him fiance, I sing in a Who music video. Oh, they're, they're, they're engaged? Tony and sing. We just feel good and this just... Me, me, you know, so. Are they engaged, James? I didn't know they were no, engaged. I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking it to be. Oh, no, they're you date, can't do dating, that. You have to be careful. No, you have to be careful. Because no, we don't want to put out... Yeah, but dating and fiance are two different no, I'm, things. I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it into existence because I like them as a couple and I believe that they would be good for Jamaica like... Because, you know, the influence of the scamming and, 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 and the flossing and them foolishness there, we need, like, people like those young people where, where people look up to, to see decent, good people doing amazing things. So I'm speaking it into me. They're going to okay. get married. 
Say, say that you want to preempt with that because what we don't want to be accused of is spreading propaganda, saying they're engaged when they're not. So you okay. want to start <laughs> off by saying that, you know, it is my wish for them to be engaged because they would make a lovely couple. All right. We got to be careful. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they, I agree with you, James. There are a lot of talented people in Jamaica, super talented, and it is time for us to shine in a positive way in all aspects and i think young people who are desirous of having families whether they want to be single parents or they want to have a two uh, two parent household i think it is so important that they see positive representation no family is perfect and wayne and tammy will tell you that all the time no family is perfect they have their challenges but one thing is that they ride the storm together. You're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. You're going to have your times when money is not a problem. And then you're going to have times when there are economic hardships. It's how you weather those storms. All right. So um, big up, big up, big up to Wayne Marshall and Tamichin and the family. I love Momo. Love Momo. I love the relationship Momo. Um has with the children she is very involved in their upbringing um yeah i'll just leave that right there all right i'm gonna take a quick break when we return we have stories out of north america it is hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday right here on coffee until here's a little more bustle bus and mariah carey for you too long i've been messing with the wrong should have known that you was my way my belonger i won't keep it late if i do come to it take it up and get it up I got something to share with you and put together the plan that I want to prepare with you. Listen, 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 I ain't trying to annoy you, I got it for you. I might want to spoil you and cook a little roscom for you. My, you're more than a diamond, like a roll of quarters. This shit's an order purer than a dozen of bottle waters. Make me wanna just kinda wanna see you longer than normal, kinda wanna support her, sort of love upon her. Kiss and touches you feeling when you rub upon her. Kinda feel like she want me, put the loving on her. Now everything about this feel good, let's put it all in order. Ain't tryna rush it, but it's hard to fight this any longer. Why you trying to fight it? I ain't trying to fight it, but. Why you trying to fight it, baby? I'm saying, see, I don't even know what's happening. Shit is making me. Bug, it feels good, but I wish I knew what it was. Cause look here, don't keep me waiting for too long. Girl. Come through, taking off a skinny longer. Too long, I've been messing with the wrong girl. Should've known that you was my way my belonger. I won't keep you waiting for too long. Come through and take it off and get it off. Check it, ma. I love the way that you put it down and you rep it, ma. The way you ride for your nigga, you're so respected, ma. We 
Thank you to everyone listening on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Whether you're on the stage or in the audience, I appreciate you all being here. Buses on strike, wanna raise the so they can help pollute the air. I like this old version. This is Candace Springs, in case you're wondering. They're blaming it on longer hair. Big men smoking in our easy chairs. On a fancy guy. Join us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and on Clubhouse for Days After Dark. Join the crew moments with me, Sanat, Rosolo, and Marlon as we talk about real relationships and everything that happens. That's every Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Join us. I haven't heard from her in a long time. This is Janelle Monet. What is she working on now? She's been very quiet lately. Liberation, elevation, education. America, you a lie. But the whole world about to testify. I said the whole world about to testify. And the table's about to, the table's about to turn. Tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. 
We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. If you're on Clubhouse, go ahead and click on the greenhouse at the top to follow the club. And follow whoever resonates with you in the space. Just a little music amidst the madness, aka the news. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. So we have a special request which we're going to honor next week. And that is for us to crush on men next week. So I think I'm going to forego um, Soka Mondays, uh, you know, Mondays are Soka days, and we're going to do Man Crush Monday. How about that? We're going to celebrate man. You know what it is, it's the press. If you have any special songs that you want to hear from any particular male artist, do not hesitate to send it over so I can add it to the playlist. We're going to get back to the details of our stories right after this one from Kelly Rowland. No man, no cry. Kelly, thank you for that one. 
It's time for us to get back to business, and we're going to start off with international stories. First up, uh, China's ex-leader Jiang Jian, I think I said it right, Zemin, an influential reformer, has died at the age of 96. You know, before I get into the story, this just popped in my head. I heard this conversation, um, and the conversation was, why are we calling 50 middle age? Hmm. When, in fact, we are not guaranteed to live until 100. We have been brainwashed into thinking 50 is middle age. So I was like, huh? So the person said, when you think about it for a second, what's guaranteed to us? Three score 10. And what's three score 10? 70 years. Anything after that, consider it a blessing. But life expectancy is really 70 years. So based on that, we should be living it up at 35. You know, that's the true um, middle age. Yeah. See moments. Now you move in the needle. It's going to make me even younger than I am now. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. But the conversation went a little deeper, um, Javette. Here it is. This is the part that really got me thinking. They trick us into thinking middle age is 50 because that's how they get us to work longer. Hmm. Okay, you're going to have to do the math on that one for me, moments. <laughs> I was like, huh? So, when you, what's retirement age? Supposedly 65. Supposedly 65. 67. And 67, okay. Is that, is it different for men and women or is it the same all across the board? It's the same. It's the same. All right. So let us say it's 67 years old, Crystal. Thank you, by the way. Good morning. Yeah. So let us say it's 67 years old. And let us say life expectancy is the same for everybody at 70. You retire at 67 and that gives you a good three years to live it up. So you spent, for some people, from the age of 16, some 18, and let, let's say 24, you spent all your good years working and then three years doing what think about it for a second hmm made me think yeah but but moments you can't live it up after retirement anyway because it's hard to live it up with a walker right who, who are gonna have walker well uh, you gonna have I think a walker. james is gonna have the walk you gonna have that I walker <laughs> now me boo don't speak that into your life don't speak it no, into but, but, no but but when when after retirement like in terms of your best days in terms of the energy that you have you, you're not gonna have that same energy That's uh, why I, I start i start living it up from my from my hit 21 i start living it up 
James, let me so, say this. My mom so is no in I'm her 80s. <laughs> My mom is in her 80s. She still drives. She does everything. She has all her faculties. My dad died at the age of 84, right up until when he was diagnosed with cancer, the November 2016. He was still driving himself, doing everything himself. He had all his faculties. So, and no walkers, no walking stick, none of that. So, claim that for yourself. Don't put that on us, right? We 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 gonna be good over here. We'll exactly. pass you in the airport in your wheelchair. How about that? We gonna be like moments that look like James. Is that James in that wheelchair? <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that. no, I I didn't say a wheelchair. I said walker. No, you That's gonna be in a wheelchair. We, no, we we gonna step further. We putting you in a wheelchair <laughs> and somebody holding his glass of water for him to take his dentures out so he can put them in to eat. Don't play with us, James. <laughs> Claim that for yourself, not us. We go, mm, listen. But yeah, it made me think. So the, the true message, um, and you, you alluded to it, James, is live. Stop waiting until you retire. To say, okay, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know what? It's not promised. Live as best as you can. Take your vacations, folks. You earn them. That PTO, prepare the others. Take advantage of that. Your sick days, use them up. You work yeah, what, hard. What? Go ahead. Yeah. When when I think about living it up, I think of, you know, the the the, the, the Jamaica three S's, the sex, sand, and beach. Oh Lord. James, is that all you think uh, about? And yeah, that, yes. that's, that's living it up for me. Yes. <laughs> that's all I think about. Sex Every sand, day. Sex, oh, sand Lord, and sea. Have um, mercy. Yeah, and, and and to me like the best time because like the best time to do that is like when you hit twenty one you start doing that. Like I believe that, okay, for me. There, there's two phases. I start living it up before I get married and have kids. And then I kind of tone it down a bit. And then after the kids leave the house, then I start living it up again. But not with the same energy that I did when I was like without kids and young. So, yeah. But live it up in the early days and live it up in, in, in the twilights. That's, that's my philosophy. <laughs> but, but, but James, seriously, living, what is living to you? No, it's it's different from for everybody. Like, okay, for like you. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. I love traveling. I love the the three S's. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's living it up. Yeah, like to me, like I don't like material stuff. And and I'm blessed that, you know, I found someone who's not materialistic too. Mm -hmm. Like my my wife, my wife probably have the smallest female closet I've ever seen. So like I'm happy for that. And both of us love traveling. If we can travel every single country in the world, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. So so I'm happy for that. And yeah, that's it for me. Like, you know, travel, new cultures, meet new people. Because what I love with traveling too is that we have this stereotype that we go by like, oh, you go to India and India nasty or, or this or that. And you go to India for yourself and it's beautiful. You, you go to Cuba, it's beautiful. It's it's So you go and you experience and you don't allow the media to, to tell you like, oh, don't go to Africa. Because if you go to Ghana or you go to Nigeria, you go and you experience yourself. So traveling and the three S's, that's living it up for me. <laughs> so if one of those S's were taken away, what would happen? You wouldn't be living, James? 
I'll, no, like I'll, I'll, and one, one of the, one of the, I used to work, I used to work in retirement, and I'm happy that I, I got the opportunity to do it because <laughs> sorry, what I realize is that for for the people, no, for the people that are living their best life in their twilight ages, mm-hmm. <clears throat> memories is a powerful thing. When you, when you, when you, you store a lot of the, you know, you live it up and you're able to store the memories. So when sitting down with people in their 80s and their 90s in the retirement home and they're talking about their trip to, you know, Europe or their trip to Africa and what they used to do and you see the smile on their face. So, yeah, like I do it in the early years. I have a lot of memories stored up. So like when I can't, like if, if you know, like if your thing is like, okay, I want to jump out of a plane. You jump out of a plane when you can and then when you can't do it anymore, you just live with the memories like, oh, I remember when I jumped out of the plane or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta live it up, right? Live good. Live a full life as best as you can. You just have to chip this one out. Phenomenally, I am the kind of thing that doesn't happen normally. I'm a one in a zillion. Yo, doggy, if you want some good life, finally. Perhaps change your nighttime hobby. Come out of the old crime lobby and benefit from your wisdom. Me, I go and live it up. Life is better than great. Every other day, my voice doesn't do plate. Put in our hustle, we no sit down and wait. Don't for put no muscle, now it's never too late. They go and celebrate in a rich people place. The liquor rust about from trench don't fly the gates. With food in our plate and drinks in our crate, we sing till the neighbor them wait. But daddy made it up. Out of the ghetto. Believe in your dreams, believe you me, don't let go. We're living it up. We're having a good time, baby. I was born uptown of the ghetto dream. Now ain't life crazy. Daddy made it up. Out of the ghetto. Believe in your dreams, believe you me. Born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days Big city life, Kingston and Mopey And if you think me sell out, tell them ain't no way So, live it up, Trenchtown to Rima Riverton, Southside to Jungle Sherlock, Garden to Spanglers Painland, Three Mile to Bacto Portmore, Sea View, Spanish Town Nine Mile, Brownstown to Flankers Falmouth, Westside, Orange Hill My daddy made it up 
Believe in your dreams and work towards them. Faith without works is dead. Remember that, right? A dream that's planted in you is a seed, but you have to water it, right? Don't let go. It's not going to be easy. It will never be easy, right? You're going to have those challenges. You're going to have those setbacks. You're going to have moments when you feel like giving up, like, I can't be bothered. This is too much. But that's when you push through even more. It's always when we're this close that we feel like giving up, right? But the life you will have will be dependent on what you invest. Sweat, blood, and tears. Yeah, the good life ain't easy, but you can have it. It's not far-fetched. Nothing is impossible. Believe in yourself first and just keep pushing. All right? Yeah. Good morning, Bot Selector. <laughs> Good morning, Naturalist. I was there and I started texting. I'm like, living it up, Damon Marley. Then I'm like, then I'm like, nah, it's Woman Crush Wednesday, so I don't, I don't want to go against the grin. So I was sending you a replacement, which was I'm selling the, I'm alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think yeah. alike, right? <laughs> yeah, great, great, great selection as always. Good morning, people. Good I'm in a garage. I'm trying to clean up. And those as a garage know the routine. Just start today <laughs> and mess again tomorrow. But I'm trying. You're trying. That's what I'm matters. Trying. You're trying, naturalist. Thank you. All well, right. All right. So back to regular programming. Okay. So, former Chinese leader and general secretary of the country's ruling Communist Party, Jiang Zemin, died at the age of 96. Stage news agency Xinhao announced the cause of death was leukemia and multiple organ failure. Jiang was a divisive and colorful figure at the forefront of political life for 15 years. Even after retirement, analysts say... He exercised influence and in his last years served as a counterweight to China's current leader. Jiang got his break to be a party leader in the aftermath of the chaos of the student-led protests centered on uh, the square, I think it's Tiananmen Square, that's the pronunciation, that happened in 1989. China was a pariah. Jiang was tasked with restoring stability within a divided communist party and rehabilitating the image of a government that had ordered the military to fire on its own citizens. In a 2000 interview, CBS journalist Mike Wallace, I don't care for him much, but anyway, journalist Mike Wallace called Jiang a dictator, an authoritarian, and Jiang objected. Very frankly speaking, I don't agree with your point, the Chinese leader said in English. Your way of describing things are like what is absurd to you as what the Arabian Nights may sound like. You know, he did an interview with Farrakhan and he called, this same Mike Wallace, and he called Nigeria the most corrupt country in the world. And Farrakhan pushed back. And he said, no, it's not. And he asked Farrakhan, so which one is it? Farrakhan said, I live in it. 
I live in the most corrupt country in the world. And Mike tends to do this. When you watch his interviews, he tends to paint others in a very negative light. And I don't care for it. Really don't. Yeah. Back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. At first, Jiang was thought to be a weekend transitional figure, a surprise choice for the next party leader, but few other officials were trusted and other more liberal officials had been purged. By 1993, he was also named head of state in addition to party leader and only relinquished his last title in 2004, all the while increasing his influence. He managed to steer China from great difficulties to great promise. China became, under his leadership, more open to the outside world, more liberal, and China's economy became more dynamic. Born on August 17, 1926, in southern Jiangsu province to a prosperous family, Jiang joined an underground communist cell in 1946. After the Communist Party won control of China, he was assigned to build relations with the Soviet Union and worked with a Stalin automobile automobile factory in Moscow, where he learned to speak Russian. An engineer by training, he rose through the ranks as a technocrat, eventually heading the Ministry of Electronics industry in the 1980s. But he remains most closely associated with the cosmopolitan city of Shanghai, where he was mayor before being plucked away to become overall head of the Communist Party. In Shanghai, he championed foreign investment and built up a network of protégés and associates. He later helped promote up the ranks of party leadership, a power-based analysts of Chinese elite politics termed the Shanghai Gang. Those connections later let Jiang retain significant influence long after he had officially left the top echelons of power. All right, so he helped shape China and what it is today. Uh, go ahead, James. Yes. Yeah, so you know what's interesting? I look because you look at his leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it fall right in the mid, the mids, the middle of, you know, U.S. relationship and embargo with with Cuba. He's no different from Fidel Castro, right? Um, but under his leadership. Because and because America need China, he was able to transform in his in his lifetime. There was no such thing as a billionaire female in China or a millionaire. Now in China, you have women getting divorced, you have women running their own companies and making millions of dollars under his leadership. And that's why every time I, the argument comes up about communism and capitalism. I'm like, we no one can look at Cuba and blame Cuba or blame Fidel Castro because of <clears throat> what Cuba is, because China is the same thing. And China became the 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 not breadbasket, but they became the mecca of the, 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 the world. You don't find anything anywhere on this planet that don't have China name on it. Everywhere you go in the world, like over 50% of the produce are made in China. And it shows you that communism can, can work. Um, and Cuba is Cuba. 
not because of the leaders, but because of American interference. Because look at China. Under a communist government, they're able to, to, to take over the world and, and be like world dominance under a communist system. People are free to, to go back and forth. People are not running away on, on, on boat, dying in the ocean because they want to leave China under a communist government that, that was able to, on their terms and, and their um, thinking and, and, and progressive leadership, and, and it just shows you when, you know, world powers like America allow countries to, 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 to pave their own path, things can happen like this. And, and that's what you see in China today, you know, so. All right. Thank you, James. Thank I, you. I got a little pushback on that. Go ahead, Javette. Now, is it that China has become this big world whatever because they were allowed or we were too lazy to do certain things. So we decided to get cheap labor and give our labor to other people and do business with other people so we don't have to pay our own people, right? I think that's one of the reasons why everything has China on it. Because we're, we wanted to save, I'm saying America, businessmen, wanted to save money. So in order to save money, they gave the businesses or they moved their businesses overseas to get the cheap labor. And that's why I think we have everything supposedly made out of China. Hmm. Jivet, I love it when you push me back. <laughs> I, wake, I wake up for your pushback. But, <laughs> but no, but the reality is China is not the only place. Um, in the 19, under the Edward Siaga government, um, the amount of cheap labor, cheap labor as always, cheap labor replaced slavery. Cheap labor has always been there. Like, under the, the, um, the Edward Siaga government, Jamaica became the epicenter in the Caribbean of cheap labor. Like, where people would just go to work to work for lunch money. Um, when people push back and start thiefing stuff, because they were like, you know, we can't live on this, so we're going to thief and sell stuff. Um, it, it no longer became profitable. And, you know, China got a lot of those jobs. Bangladesh got a lot of those jobs. Sri Lanka got a lot of those jobs. So a lot, when you, when you look in, in Asia, you look, every single one of these countries, India, China, the Philippines, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, they're all a mecca of cheap labor, slave labor. And what's the difference? China is the only one that rise up out of that. The Philippines is still down there. Bangladesh is still down there with their cheap labor. But China was able to rise up. And now China are sending a lot of these cheap laborers to other countries, outsourcing them. So, yeah, so like you have to give. All I'm saying is that there are times when you have to step into countries as a world power. Um, we see a lot of things happen in Africa where you say, okay, America or Europe should step in and help, and they didn't help. But they like to step into countries like have oil and countries that have resources that they want and countries that they want to take over. And that's all I'm saying. When America allow countries, Dubai is an example, Saudi Arabia is an example. You can't touch them, so you allow them. And now they are surging. 
and they are the, they are the fastest rising countries in the world now. Like um, Singapore, Dubai, Saudi, like all of those countries are emerging out of the ashes now. And look at them. So lesson to America, leave people alone. <laughs> all right. Okay. You going to answer, Javette? Or are we good? Nah, because um, I was scared that he liked my pushback. And so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jivet, if you push me back, if you push me back anymore, me I've got by an engagement ring. <laughs> you know what? I'm That's done. why I'm being quiet. That's why oh, I'm being Lord, quiet. I am done. You know what? <laughs> Our next story on the international scene. So we've been following this case. Um, the bodies in suitcase suspect appears in a New Zealand court. Story courtesy of NPR.org. A woman who was extradited from South Korea this week after the bodies of her two children were found in an abandoned suitcase made her first court appearance in New Zealand on Wednesday, which is today. The 42-year-old woman has been charged with two counts of murder. She was not required to enter a plea, uh, enter a plea during the brief procedural hearing at the Manukau district court i hope i didn't butcher that name the judge imposed a temporary order that keeps many details of the case secret including the names of the woman and the victims the judge allowed it to be reported that the suspect was the children's mother according to the new zealand herald if found guilty the woman would face a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment although she would become eligible for parole after a minimum of 10 years in court the woman wore a tan jacket over a black t-shirt according to the herald the woman through an interpreter asked the judge if she could speak with him before the woman's lawyer stepped in to say it would be better if she didn't with which the judge agreed the woman left the courtroom left after less than five minutes and will remain jailed until her next court appearance on December 14th the the case and we were horrified by it as well but the case horrified many people in New Zealand after the children's bodies were discovered in August and of course if we remember the bodies were discovered when an Auckland family bought abandoned goods including two suitcases from a storage unit at an online auction the children were between 5 and 10 years old and had been dead for years and it seems as though, according to the police in New Zealand, it seems as though the the suitcases were in the storage for a, at least three to four years. All right. So I hope those children's souls will be able to finally rest in peace and justice will be served for them. How cruel is that? Absolutely. And then you run off. You run off. Hmm. In stories out of North America, mother of man charged in Colorado Springs nightclub shooting was arrested hours after the incident. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. An incident involving the mother of the shooting suspect at the club queue has been revealed to CBS News Colorado. New details from the Colorado Springs Police Department reveal Laura Vopel or Vopel. The mother of Anderson Lee Aldrich, 22, was arrested hours after the shooting. A copy of the citation states that Vopel was charged with arre resisting arrest 
a misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, and an unclassified petty offense. The alleged incident reportedly occurred at an apartment complex a few hours after the shooting. Vopel, 45, was warned multiple times to stop yelling or she would be arrested. She is accused of continuing to make unreasonable noise directly next to multiple uh, apartments around 3.30 a.m. She then became combative by physically resisting officers as an officer attempted to take her into custody. As part of the investigation into the shooting at Club Q, body camera footage was requested but denied on Monday. One neighbor who wished to remain anonymous claimed to have heard shouting from Vopel's apartment or nearby. Our next story, also courtesy of BallerAlert.com, survivor of Virginia Walmart mass shooting, files a $50 million lawsuit against the company, says she reported the gunman's disturbing and threatening behavior before the shooting. The lawsuit was filed on Tuesday in Chesapeake Circuit Court by Donia Prelu who has retained Morgan & Morgan Law Firm and alleges the gunman had been disciplined on several occasions and was also demoted by management for his improper and disturbing interactions with others, however, was later reinstated as a team lead. The gunman demonstrated a pattern of disturbing behavior leading up to the shooting, which Walmart knew or should have known the lawsuit reads. Priolu submitted a formal complaint on September 10, 2022 to the giant retailer reporting that the gunman had bizarrely and inappropriately commented on her age and called her a B in passing. The lawsuit went on to allege that many employees at the Chesapeake's Walmart had observed the gunman exhibit a bizarre and threatening behavior leading up to the shooting. Walmart's management had received numerous reports that Mr. Bing was bullying, threatening, and harassing other employees. Priolu is seeking a $50 million compensatory damage package and other costs. Because of the tragedy, she says, she has experienced psychological harm, sleeplessness, severe anxiety, stomach pain, and arm and knee injuries. Why are we always hearing that these things are reported or uh, what's up Walmart? Is it just me or that dollar amount just seems exorbitant for one person? Mm-mm. But what about her coworkers? We can yeah. split it up. We can split it up. Sue. They all need to sue. But, but <laughs> yeesh. <laughs> I'm going to need something to sue for. I would be suing them for more. Because you know something, Javette? I have complained. I have complained. I have complained. And it went on deaf ears. Nobody cared to listen. Well, guess what? Walmart, you're going to have to shape up one. Your people... Unfortunately, it's the people you hire, not Walmart per se, but it's the people you hire. They have to wake up and learn to listen. Now I have to ask my HR personnel how this works. 
if someone keeps complaining or if various team members, co-workers keep complaining about the same person, the same behavior, what is the course of action that should take place reasonably? An investigation should happen every time an employee comes in with a, with a, um, a claim. Every single time an investigation goes with all of the staff on the floor or um, we're working with this individual, his managers, and other people. So you are correct. This, this guy should not be at Walmart because from the reports I heard, he'd been a bully and a menace for many years. And he'd been there for something like 12 years. Or something like that, yeah. So Walmart failed or Walmart's teams failed in um, ending this guy's employment. He must have been doing something really great and they were going to just ignore the behavior. But that's not fair to the rest of people who are now dead. Exactly. Done speaking. Thank you, Sunet. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Javet on this one. I think you mean it would Sunet. look better. Oh, Javet. Oh, Javet. Sorry. Javet, yeah. I, oh. think, I, think it would, I think it would look better if it was like a class action lawsuit than individual. Because that, that seemed a lot individually. But I think if, like, it would have been a better look if, like, the, all the, the, um, the staff from that location come together and, and get um, two, three lawyers and, and do, like, say, like a $200 million lawsuit or something. And if, if, if they narrow it down to, like, $100 million, then all the staff can split that and then go their, their ways and, you know. But 50 for one person seem seem a lot and it just seemed like why wouldn't why wouldn't it be a class action in the first place with because it's a team of it's a group of people right um she wouldn't be the only one that was that have like um concerns about this guy so i feel like it, it would have been better if they came together and do it okay i i, I want to disagree I yeah yes. go but ahead Sonette. yeah quickly. you go first and, I, and, and i'm not pushing that because i want nothing right but what i'm saying is um She's the first person to do it, number one. Mm -hmm. Does not mean that it will end at her. Once this happens, I've seen this many, many times, not just me personally, but in the news. Person one sues, and then it becomes person four, five, six, seven, and it mm -hmm. becomes then a class, not necessarily a class action suit, but it becomes multiple people in, the, in this civil suit and or criminal suit. So this is not the end. Also, what is the valuation of Walmart? <clears throat> <laughs> that and part. why? Why should she say, oh, no, I'm going to sue them for $25 million. No, you people, I'm under stress. People exaggerate. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to not say people exaggerate a little bit. We do. We yeah. do that, right? But this is the start of the case. She's the first person to put her toe in this suit. Mm -hmm. There will be more. I trust and believe there will be more. And, it's, and it is possible. That yep. it will be many people together doing it. If she decides to go on her own and, and go for fifty million, there's nothing saying she'll actually get that amount. And if she does, congratulations to her, because Walmart is not, it's not your your daddy's corner store. Okay, <laughs> they have ruined companies, they've ruined lives, they've ruined many things. So I have no love for Walmart. Good luck to them. No sympathy. I agree with you. Um, before Prezi, give me one second. I agree with you, Sonette. And here's the thing, uh, James, what we, we have to think of it. You know, when you, you, you're selling something, you have to go up with your price because you know you're going to get haggled down. Because if you start low, where is there to go? Only lower, right? And me, personally, 50 million is nothing. 
the trauma that she has to live with for the rest of her life. And yes, Sunette, I agree that there are other cases that are going to come forward. I have to agree with you on that one. Go ahead, President. Right ahead. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, man. Good morning. Um, yeah, I would basically agree. In, um, <clears throat> I agreed what I guess it was Sunette was saying on itself. Um, I also believe that it's it's more so regardless of the dollar the dollar value or dollar amount. Um, I think it has a lot to do with accountability. So, you know, with with the lawsuit in itself, you know, I think that's that that that's the primary premise, you know, where accountability is concerned. Um, so, you know, kudos to, you know, that one employee for basically you know, taking the step to, you know, essentially holding, um, you know, the 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 the, the monopoly, um, you know, accountable um, for you know the different, um, you know, claims that have been filed, you know, rather than you know the lives being taken, and you know, you know, possibly her life could have been taken as well. So at the end of the day, you know, it's it's holding these companies these billion dollar companies accountable um you know so so the necessary uh, measures can you know essentially be taken um taken into action rather than you know just literally having it swept under the rug and it literally becomes a thing of the past so um again i just believe that you know it starts with the level of accountability all right thank you Prezi. thank you walmart will have to know, take these things seriously. You see, you have to hit people where it hurts in their pockets for them to understand. And let it be a lesson to any company. Any company, have a meeting with your HR, which I'm sure by now every company probably has had a meeting with their HR department. If you are getting so many complaints about one particular person, what on earth? are they still doing at the company find a way to get rid of them you would rather have this one person who can't do everything than have the team that you need to be able to do everything you're okay with having this one person be a nuisance to everybody else well here we go people um, moments yes apple I was going to agree with you on Sonnet on this. You know what I mean? So, I'm gonna, as I said, she asked for more. You know? Because, as we Sonnet said, uh, Walmart is around for ruining people's lives. <laughs> you get me what I said? Uh, and, and all these things. So, I'm gonna ask for more. Also, I was right in Chesapeake when that shooting happened. I was like, what? Couple mi- we were a couple minutes away from the Walmart? Because we were saying, oh, we need to go to Walmart and get, um, get some stuff. Uh, but same time some load came through and we had to get moving so you know it's coming like at the university that we're from outside <laughs> yeah man um but um i mean also look on the lady who sold fedex fedex and she win what 300 million dollars because they're being racist to her and she keep on like i reported on them take action by firing her or something like something like that yeah and, um, she said she didn't even um, realize it was going to be so much. They were, she and her lawyer was like, yo, they, wasn't, they, they, um, they weren't expect, expecting so much. But, you know, they got awarded, uh, I think, 
three, two hundred or three hundred something million dollars, you know. And FedEx is like, oh, they're gonna try and appeal, but I want them appeal and lose, you know. And she get her money and she go about her business and live her life. Do you know that a lot of people who work at Walmart are on government aid? Yep, I've heard that. A lot of them are on food stamps and have to get assistance from the government. Have you ever walked into, I don't know if they took them down, but I remember a couple of years ago walking into Walmart. I think we were living in Atlanta at the time. And the 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 ticker is there showing you how much money is being made just just going and going and going and going yeah yeah what that what, is hold on james hold on go ahead naturalist that is one of the reasons why for years i've had a personal boycott of walmart i don't shop there i don't go in their stores my main reason was because of how they treat the employees and the fact that, as you just stated, that so many of them are literally on the government assistant working full time at a major uh, corporation. So that was my personal little, little boy. You know, folks say, yeah, you buy stuff, ain't going to do nothing. But sometimes we got to do things that make us feel good. And, yeah. Uh, it makes me feel good knowing that I am not giving them my money, at least not directly. But they're involved in so many things. You know, I'm getting in other ways. But directly, at least I know that it's just my, you know, personal protest when it comes to Walmart. Right. Yeah. So, buckle up, Walmart. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, what's crazy, I think it was about two Christmas ago where um, a few Walmarts have been these, these big um, food drive um, where you drop off food. And then it was revealed that it was for the staff. And I, you know, I find that to be like ridiculous, like, and that's, that's one of the, 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 the thing that have to be corrected with, with, with the whole model, you know, of, you know, the way, um, our economies are run in North America and Europe where like, if you're a billionaire investor or whatever, you're allowed to do, there's like little regulation to. To, to kind of protect the, the working class people because for like the Walmart family like to just be allowed like they are already getting um you know slave labor let's call it that in like places like um um Bangladesh and Sri Lanka where a lot of their shirts and, and pants a lot of their products are made they are already getting those labor there and then in America like you have people working there and have to have like a food bank set up so that they can feed their family on Christmas. And that was, you know, it came out and I, and I remember they had to remove everything, but they remove it. But the problem is still there. Like you're going to Walmart to work for a 40 hour work week and you can't pay rent for a company that's making billions of dollars, you know. So, yes, something need need to be done with this model, like that billionaires can just do whatever they want and and just government there's no protection of like the hard-working people from the government anyone know the requirements to get a job at walmart no not at all 
So I was told by a manager once. Um, so it was like right after COVID. And we had this discussion before where they said no one wanted to work. Right. And I went to Walmart shopping and stuff. I was talking to one of the managers there and she was saying the same thing. There's nobody that wanted want to work and it's so easy to get a job there. So I was like, what's the requirement? And the manager looked at me and said, honestly, you just need to can sign your name on the paper. So the requirements is very low to get a job there. However, I do agree that they should pay them more and whatever lawsuit they get in, they deserve it because they don't do much in screening these employees. So they always going to have problems. And this is coming from out the mouth of a manager. All right. So, Dre, skills and abilities for employment at Walmart, any level, you should have good people skills and be able to work with a wide variety of different customers and employees that you will encounter during a career at Walmart. Basic employment skills are also important, such as being able to arrive at work on time and having reliable transportation. At more advanced levels, such as store management or training programs, some college education as well as other retail experience are a plus. There you go. Maybe they should train like they used to. You know, he used to get training. Every customer service job I've had, I've had training. Hmm. It's yeah, but you see, they're desperate. You know, oh, sorry. It, it, it doesn't require that much. Yeah, and they're desperate now because the, the, the problem was when I was talking to this lady, it was like, they need people there. And there's nobody that wanted to work. You know, they was all complaining about the government giving out the money after COVID. It, it was around that time. And she was like, nobody want to work. And all you have to do literally is just sign your name on this. As long as you could make it through the application paper, you would get a job. I was like, really? Wow. <laughs> you want to hear something else, Dre? Listen to uh, this. Listen to this. The day after you complete the interview, right? Follow up. You're supposed to do this now, Dre. The day after you complete the interview, mail a thank you card to all of the people that you interviewed with, thanking them for taking the time to speak with you. If the manager gave you a specific time frame for following up, make sure that you do so. If he did not give you a time frame, follow up a week later to see if the manager has a decision. This will show that you are still interested. So that's the problem, y'all. People not following up. Look, <laughs> I, don't that. I don't do that anymore. Back in the day, yeah. Now, especially if I'm going through a headhunter, everybody getting paid. Everybody getting paid. Now, if the headhunter did something, you know, extraordinary, then yeah, I'm going to, you know, thank you for it. But send to everybody I spoke to or follow up with everybody that I spoke to. Me personally, I'm over that. And then the next thing. If the government is going to pay me more than I'm working, why would I want to work? Good point. <laughs> why would Good I point. want to work if the government is going to pay me more? 
so obviously these management and owners of these companies need to raise the living wages period walmart is not the first company that don't play pay their employees living wages i've mentioned where i work okay i think people are getting paid under the table there's no reason that you work a 40 hour or 50 hour week and still have to go get a second job just to live just to live not even to have the 10 job on the side like they say caribbean people have we have 10 jobs <laughs> you know, we want that. That's not awesome. even that this is just to pay your normal bills and feed your family there should be no reason that happens in the united states Facts. but it does and it's not just walmart and then javette you have some companies that don't want you to take us a second job but they can't pay you enough to keep the one job now go figure that anyway i know somebody else was going to speak all right i had my apologies who was going to go uh, can I say something? Yes, please, Gerard. Ger Jared or Gerard? How do you pronounce it? Jared. 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 Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. I think the system is flawed. Uh, when they say that there is no money, there really is no money. Uh, the shareholders don't want to see them come up shorter than what they did last year because they're trying to do things for their employees. So there's constantly uh, a rubber band type. Uh, budget as far as everything goes even though everybody's being enriched nobody wants to go ahead and take a step back or to go ahead and come up short uh, with those shareholders so the employee always going to take the brunt of that hmm. oh boy hmm. they know the answers but they don't want to face the music they know and I understand shareholders want a return on their investment. But what about humanity? You care more about... You, you, you have a trillion dollars already. You care more about getting a trillion more than knowing that the people that help to put that trillion in your pocket can't pay their bills? Struggling? Barely making it through? We're, we're messed up. We're messed up, people. Totally messed up. So, Minasar for Walmart and the $50 million. Girl, you should have up it to 100 Unless they've been talking amongst themselves and everybody's planning to put in a $50 million lawsuit. I hope that's what happens. Everybody. Drop it from them. They're going to make that money back in a day anyway. If they have to pay 10 people 50 million a piece, they're making that back in a day. Don't, don't let go fool you. Learn to listen. Listen to people's concerns. When you them have a saying in Jamaica, um, you know, hear you will feel. If you don't hear, you will feel. Well, you didn't hear now, you gonna feel. California police, Virginia man killed family, took teenager. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. The suspect in a Southern California triple homicide who died in a shootout with police was a Virginia law enforcement officer 
who investigators believe drove across the country to meet a teenage girl before killing three members of her family. Austin Lee Edwards, 28, also likely set fire to the family's home in Riverside, California, on the day of the shooting Friday before leaving with a girl, according to the Riverside Police Department. Deputies exchanged gunfire with and fatally shot Edwards after locating him with the teenager later that day. That's according to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department and the Riverside Police. Until last month, Edwards was a Virginia State Police trooper and was recently hired as a sheriff's deputy in that state. Edwards, a resident of North Chesterfield, Virginia, met the girl online and obtained her personal information by deceiving her with a false identity known as catfishing. The bodies found in the home were identified as the girl's grandparents and mother, Mark Winnex, 69, his wife Shari, 65, and their 38-year-old daughter, Brooke. Police said the exact causes of their deaths remain under investigation. The teenager was unharmed and taken into protective custody by the Riverside County Department of Public Social Services. This is sad. Police in Riverside, about 50 miles southeast of downtown L.A., received a call for a welfare check Friday morning concerning a man and woman involved in a disturbance near a car. Investigators later determined the two people were Edwards and the teenager whose age was not released. Authorities believe Edwards parked his vehicle in a neighbor's driveway, walked to the home, and killed the family members before leaving with the girl. Dispatchers were alerted to smoke and a possible structure fire a few houses away from the disturbance. The cause of the fire was under investigation but appeared to have been intentionally set. Riverside authorities distributed a description of Edwards's vehicle to law enforcement agencies and several hours later police located the car with Edwards and the teenager in Kelso, an unincorporated area of San Bernardino County. Edwards fired gunshots and was killed by deputies returning fire. He was hired by the Virginia State Police and entered the police academy on July 6, 2021. He graduated as a trooper January 21, 2022. So that's what, six months? You only get six months of training when you go to the police academy? That's it? Six months? Wait, was it a sheriff? It's it's six months is not a short time. Wait, wait, no, six no, months is not a short time for, for police officer. Uh... No, it's not. Well, okay, yeah, I worked in this New York City in New York in New York City. But that's not a short training. That is not six months though for someone that um have huge responsibility that's why they're out here killing everybody i don't think yeah so. <laughs> okay but think about listen you're t- this is virginia number one but six months is not a short time they me. have classes every day it's like work they're going to work so they have classes every day in the physical aspect i'm not listen i'm not keeping for the police just hear that hear me out <laughs> we know we what know. i'm saying is what i'm saying is i worked in law enforcement in my past and six months is not that sh- that short a time there's a lot of things that happen in six months. When you go to college and you take a course, you're in course for a quarter of the year, three months. 
and you expect to you expected to learn a whole lot of stuff then this is twice that amount of time and they're learning more it does not make them good and police people are not necessarily good people but i'm just saying six months i think is is quite a long training period i'm the, i'm done with that though I think that it is a sufficient amount of time, but it's the uh, hold way on one second. The okay, hold on one second, Chief Dre, then Chief, then Jared. Dre, you were gonna say. Oh something? yeah, no, no. I was just, um, I, I was just saying that I think six months is short because um, I don't know what the training is like, but I think there's so there's so much more in going into like like being a police officer. Like they need. Um, I don't know if they do like, um, it's like psychology training and, and development psychology training, how to deal with different people at different age group and stuff and not just like in the field, you know? So I just think for, for what I think that's lacking overall, I think six months is short. I think it should be longer and should there are more training that needs to, to be done to be a police officer. That's just the way I look at it, okay. my opinion. All right, thank you, Dre. Go ahead, Chief, and then Jared. Yeah, clearly the training is inadequate. I mean, clearly the training is inadequate. And I, I can't speak for other police departments in other cities, so I'll just speak to the one. Chief, I'm sorry. Can you all hear him? Try again, Chief. You sound low. You do sound low, Chief. Low, Chief. Okay, how about that? No. 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 But you were loud a while ago. So what, what did you do? She, she said she couldn't hear me, so I made changes. <laughs> Chief, you're not as loud as you were yesterday, so something happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> you iPhone people. You know what, Android? <laughs> okay. Uh, Michelle, internet. Right. <laughs> May I tell you? <laughs> Go ahead, Jared. In the meantime, while Chief gets it together. Go ahead, Jared. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Chief, you might need to leave the room and come back. Um, <laughs> I think uh, six months is an ample amount of time. Um, because once they get out of there, they, they're just not setting them on the streets. They're supposed to be setting them with somebody that's going to be training them in the proper way to do it. But I think the problem is their selection process of who they say should qualify to be a police officer is the real problem. Because if you just get decent human beings, a lot of the stuff that a police officer is supposed to know is supposed to be second nature. But they're getting people in there that have agendas. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, Chief, we can hear you. Take it away before oh we lose you. Yes, please. So, I mean, clearly police uh, education, police training is inadequate. And I can't speak for other cities, but in, in Oklahoma, I'll just use it as an example. I remember confronting a police captain about a mental health issue, a call they had on a mental health patient that actually got killed. And I asked this police captain because he was talking about, you know, we need we need to we just need to train our officers better and make sure they understand the policies. And so I asked him, I said, can you quote the policy on mental health procedures? This police captain, who is now a chief could not quote he said well it depends on what part you're talking about i said i got the ordinance right i have the i have the the the, the uh what do they call it the um the ordinance right here i have it right here in front of me 
I have the code and everything. He could not recite it. I said, so how can you recite something? How can you enforce something in your department that you can't even recite? Right. So that clearly tells me that it's not just new people coming in. You got people in elevated positions who don't understand their own procedures, their own policies. So that means that when they go out into the streets or they go out into a service, they don't even they can't even fulfill their own job, uh, op, you know, obligations as a as a service officer to the community. You know, and then I'm like, OK, so what is your vow? Do you understand what your vow is? What's your what's your primary vow? You know, the average officer cannot even quote or recite what the law officer's vow is. So six months clearly isn't adequate training. It's like basic training where, you know, you get out of basic and you should know how to break down your 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 uh, your, your your rifle or your handgun or, your, you know, what I'm saying your pistol, whatever it is. You should be adequately trained to fulfill whatever role you have because you're putting the lives of other people in your hands not just a, you know in a situation of violence but like mental health issues or whatever the issue may arise how do we know you understand what you're supposed to be doing or are you just getting a pass you know what i'm saying like people getting people getting pushed into graduation from high school with a sixth grade education it, it, that, it's just not gonna it, it just doesn't work that way it's like do, do, do you just do you have training or do you have testing after the training because it, it, it's almost as if you got training and no testing, or you just have really poor training. And that's most likely what it is, along with what the brother just said. It's the, it's the qualification process and the people that are being chosen to take on these positions. Well, the reality is, at the end of the day, everybody's going to take the same test. But we not. I don't think we're taking, they're having to take the right test. And I also think they need to put, make officers have insurance. Uh, they need to put insurance on these officers so that when they go out and kill somebody, you you can you sue directly, sue their insurance companies for for negligence or whatever the case may be, you know. But six months is is trash. That's nothing. All right, thank you, Javette. You're next. Then Sonette. So Javette, then Sonette. Um. So I don't want to speak on the officers. You guys know I've been home this week, so I've actually watched news. And they had a segment on this particular story. And they actually had some advice for parents because obviously this man was sick and he did not pass whatever test he was supposed to pass. He did it. But as a parent, they were saying that your children should not go to bed with their electronics. When it's bedtime, you should take the electronics away and then that's your time now to go through their electronics and see what they're doing. We have to make sure that we put more parental controls on these electronics and this so-called giving your child privacy at the end of the day, the world is changing. So if you wanna protect your child, you need to take those steps. Uh-huh. They're not going to hate you because you're going to give them back their electronics in the morning. But in the evening, as a parent, that should be your time to take a few minutes, half an hour, whatever time you need, and scroll through your children's electronics. Because now this young lady don't have no family anymore because a crazy man who happened to be a police officer. So that's another story which we talk about every day, the mentality of people. Right. So I just wanted to take it back to that part of this story. 
Very valid part. Thank you so much, Javette. Go ahead, Sanat. No, I think thank you, Javette. That's that's right. We were we got um, stuck on the training part, and and I'm gonna go back to it a little bit. Um, so Dre's message says they used to expect them to have some college degree, and that's true. So my point, what I'm gonna speak from is is my history in New York City, and and not even with the police department, with another agency that was also law enforcement. That was a part. That was a requirement. Um, you had to have college degree, or you had to have some sort of um, on some sort of work experience. But college was was preferred. And then the psychological aspect is where you are correct, Chief. They need more fact because what happened in that part? Because I was in um, in that portion of the company for a little bit recruitment. There is a psychological evaluation done on every single person coming in. And it was not just one time, it was a, a few times and go in depth, one paper test, then they would sit with a psychologist um, and they would like individually and in group. So there, were, there was that part. But they're not training them on how to handle psychological um, stuff in the, in the field. It, what, that, that training was not as long as learning about them. But again, this is New York City. This is Virginia, this man is from. We don't know how Virginia is. We don't know the differences there. I don't know the differences there and what they decided to, to do and what they focused on and if their training was anything like that. Because it's not across the board. Like we've discussed many times here, each county, city, state has different regulations for how they deal with things. And here, I think he was a sheriff, not necessarily a police. I forget exactly, sorry. This guy, have, uh, trooper. He was trooper. A trooper, right. So this is a state trooper. These are the, the freeway guys most of the times. They're, they're on highways. They're, they're going around and dealing with, with people doing um, traffic stuff. Not to, not to downplay his role, but that it, it brings into, into how the training is. And yes, it's not, they're not learning how to be psychologists because that's a completely different thing. There may be some training on how to handle some small situations, but it's not in depth. So we um, we can't. It's different, but six months, depending on the job, is is enough. But again, I'm going to say they still need more training. If you're a police officer and dealing with people, you should learn a little bit more. But I'm done for now. All right. Thank you so much, Sinat. Who was next? Who was next? Maybe we're done in this subject. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Um. So in the chat, Dre put, before you needed two years of college to even get in the academy, but they changed that years ago. I think they should go back to this. Agree. All right. There, there are a lot of things that need to be corrected. Um. Imagine. He entered academy July six. Got out January 21 of this year. Um, and yeah, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And did you drive all the way across the country? You know what? Huh. Oh, Lord. Next story. Jeffries poised to make history as first black person to lead congressional party. Story courtesy of NPR.org. House Democrats are turning to a new generation of leaders to take the helm in the next Congress. 
and are poised to make history as they elect a new slate on Wednesday. Representative Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat, New York, 52, he looks younger than that, is running unopposed to serve as House Minority Leader starting in January. He is 30 years younger than House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and will become the first black person to lead a major political party in Congress. We all remember that Pelosi announced earlier this month she would remain in Congress but not run for the leadership post she has held atop the Democrat caucus for nearly two decades after Republicans gained a razor-thin majority in the 2022 midterms. Talking to reporters the night before the caucus vote, Jeffries said he hasn't had time to reflect on the historical marker, focusing on the outside narratives or the magnitude of the moment would take away from his work planning how to shift the caucus from the majority to its new minority posture in January, he said. He is expected to be elected as the minority leader, along with Representative Catherine Clark, Massachusetts, as his number two, and Pete Aguilar, California, as the third-ranking leader. The new leadership team taking over should lean in hard and do the best damn job we can for the people, he said. Jeffries added, it's important for Congress to look like the American people. Yeah, yeah. America is diverse. So why has Congress for so many years only looked one way? I'm here for that. Shake it up, baby. Shake it up, baby. Now, yep, we're going to twist and shout. Changes are, we say, we always say we need changes, right? And it starts this way. Change up the color, the color scheme. You know, when you walk into pick out paint and you have all these different shades of you know things you can look at and different ethnicities different backgrounds different cultures yeah spice it up up there no more bland turkey we go and get some ham we and get some curry goat some oxtail and all of that good stuff yeah all right next story also courtesy of npr.org republican leaders denounce trump's dinner with white nationalists Nick Fuentes. <sighs> Who else is sick of hearing about this man? I know I am. I am. We could skip the story. Yeah, I, I'm really am. I really am sick of him. Next, police find the remains of four infants inside a Boston apartment. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Police discovered the remains of four infants in a South Boston apartment earlier this month. That was according to a press release that was issued on Monday. Police say they responded to a call to investigate the apartment on November 17. When arriving on the scene around 2.15 p.m. Eastern, they discovered first what appeared to be a human fetus or an infant. Additional human remains were discovered the next day, police say. An ongoing autopsy has so far revealed the remains of two male infants and two fem- female infants. Oh, my gosh. A Suffolk County District Attorney spokesman told local news outlet that the remains were discovered inside a freezer. The district attorney's office did not immediately return NPR's request for confirmation. Every day we hear something more disturbing. 
Can it get any worse? Oh, boy. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we, of course, have more stories for you. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. Here is a little Jill Scott in our hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday Music Catalog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. To everyone listening on johnoradio.com thank you so much don't forget to download that johnno radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores johnno radio take us on the go I have to say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. If you are just joining us, please go ahead and click on the house at the top. Follow the club. We're here every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Thank you so much for coming. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Every Wednesday we celebrate women. I'm the rookie on this all star team. Me and Kim is getting cream. Like Thelma and Louise, but on chrome. Never leave that Brooklyn alone. So if you say it's on, then it's on.
Bang nips in your whips Pack them cold with the chips in the wrist Here's a French kiss I dismiss all you chicks Spit six from the fourth fifth Make it dance Ow! I stay focused And the dope is Like a penny with the hole in it Y'all just hopeless And toteless I ain't lying Trying to knock me off Keep trying All it takes is one phone call To my street team Promote that ass Like a soundtrack You jack Sit there Send it off with the 850 Y'all missing the buck With the Bump Biggie in the truck, in the buck to my double. Let me see you do the bank head if you're rich. It's the rap, May West, the QB. And I got all my sisters with me. in one more and then we get back to our stories here is Mariah Carey ODB
Mariah Go back like babies with pacifiers Old dirt dog, no liar Keep the fantasy hot like fire Jump, jump, let me see you do the stuff Girls, let me see you shake your rump Fellas, get it from the back and pump Let's do it, do it, do the hump A country I'm a little bit of rock I don't stole the soul Big letters all big and bold Old dirty bass all across the globe All right, thank you, Mariah, featuring ODB Fantasy. That's the Bad Boy Remix version. All right, back into the stories. Uh, health and science news, no business news today. We got health and science. Experimental drug appears to slow progression of Alzheimer's disease in clinical trial, but raises safety concerns. Story courtesy of CNN. The experimental drug, Mab. I think that's how it's pronounced, shows potential as an Alzheimer's disease treatment, according to new phase three trial results. But the findings raise some safety concerns because of its association with certain serious adverse events. The drug has become one of the first experimental dementia drugs to appear to slow the progression of cognitive decline. The long-awaited trial data published Tuesday in the New England Journal of Medicine comes about two months after drug makers Biogen and Isai announced that the drug had been found to reduce cognitive and functional decline by 27% in their Phase 3 trial. A Phase 2 trial did not show a significant difference between the drug and a placebo in Alzheimer's disease patients in 12 months. But the phase three trial data suggests that at 18 months, the drug was associated with more clearance of amyloid and less cognitive decline. In persons with early Alzheimer's disease, the drug reduced brain amyloid levels and was associated with less decline on clinical measures of cognition and function than placebo at 18 months but was associated with adverse events. Longer trials are warranted to determine the efficacy and safety of the drug in early Alzheimer's disease. Okay, so get back in the lab. We're not ready for that yet. For now, we'll play music because music somehow does something to dementia and Alzheimer's patients. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> the headline popped up and it made me think. I just read, reread a book that um, I read. Have you ever read Octavia Butler? No, but I've seen you in um, that room. <laughs> <laughs> Parable Disorder and Parable to Talents. That's what we're going through Parable to Talents right now. Mm-hmm. The, uh, she wrote this book in 1989 and it's based starting in 2024 through 2032, is as far as I am right now in the book. There was a drug that was created to help people slow on the onset of Alzheimer's, and that drug. Um, it's this is I'm trying to I'm not trying to be I'm trying to be funny, but I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> so this drug, it um, it became so like well received. It it worked in people who had Alzheimer's, but other people took it like a street drug because it helped them be extremely functional. If you wanted to get something done, you could get it done faster. You you would be able to you'd ace test. You'd get through your work really well because it it sharpened the skills in your brain. The side effect to this drug, if you had a child, that child was 
born with hypersensitivities. So if I am a child of a person who took this drug and I see somebody getting hurt, I feel it. I see someone getting punched, I feel it. Someone getting killed, I'm going to pass out for a few minutes. And so that made me think of this. And it's like crazy. Although I know that Alzheimer's was an issue in your life. So I'm not going to, I'm not trying to minimize it in any way and make fun of it. But um, it, it, it is interesting. It's interesting that this has come up in 2022. And let's see if it passes trials by 2024. No, it would have been years before that because the girl is, um, the girl when she starts, she is 16. So it would have had to be 60, um, 14 years ago that it was released anyway just just interesting very interesting, interesting indeed interesting like indeed. yeah again but if you haven't read these books i really think you should read the parable um parable of the sower and parable of the talents she didn't finish the third book because she got um writer's block and then unfortunately she passed away but um really good books Dunks for now thank you thank you so much for enlightening us sinette yeah and you you know something um Sinet, Alzheimer's, dementia is affecting more people now than before. There was a time when um, it was not so prevalent within our communities, but now it, it, it's there. It is there. Um, my dad's mother, oh my gosh, it was a trip. We used to laugh because she would tell you the same thing over and over again. And every time she's telling you the same joke, she's laughing and we're laughing right along with her. And then my dad's, um, on his mom's side, so his mother had eight of them and then his dad had five of them. But um, on his mother's side, uh, his one sister, it hit her really hard from, she was probably she had just probably retired yeah she had probably just retired and it, it was like zoom zero to 100 real quick and then he has another sister now who is going through it another sister died but she lived until she was about 90 she she had it um on his dad that and that sister's on his dad's side yeah so he has it on both sides well damn yeah so yeah i don't know what i have to look forward to <laughs> but I mean, if there's something that will slow it down, I'm here for it as long as there are no side effects, which leads me to ask the question, what can we do naturally? Are there natural um, suppressants, but they refuse to make us aware of them? What, what can we do? Yeah, I was just about to ask you the question in a moment, like regards to your saying that, you know, it seems more prominent now than before. And I was just about to ask a question, you know, or I just throw the question, you know, why why we think that we're seeing more prominent now versus, you know, before? You know, what are some of the factors that, you know, we could possibly, you know, essentially look at? You know, what pretty much kind of, you know, expedite it, um, so to speak, um, from where it was before to where it is now. And it's a general, you know, general question. Good question, Percy. Go right ahead. Is that you, Javette? Yeah, that was me. Go ahead. I, Go right ahead. So it's in my family as well. 
And when I think about us in the United States, I have to say that it has something to do with the food. But my grandfather, unfortunately, passed due to complications of it, meaning he disappeared and we couldn't find him, unfortunately. And when we found him, it was like a little too late. But he has never left the Caribbean. So he has eaten healthy all his life. And it's still, um, unfortunately, I guess, in the genes. But when I think about the foods that we eat now, we add, so there's so many additives added to it. I think that can be one reason why it is going to the next level, as well as maybe stress. We stress out more, we work longer hours, we don't relax. And there are natural vitamins that you can just look up that is supposed to help you with memory um, and things like that. So. Hmm. Okay. I think David answered. I think David answered the question. Um, essentially, the answer that I was essentially looking for, because as you were saying, um, you know, over the years, the processed food has increased, right? And um, <clears throat> and also, if we look at it as well, stress levels have increased. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know having the combination of processed food and you know the, the stress level you know having a combination of that you know um, play, can play a big factor you know I mean I know scientists or anything like that but it's just to, 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 to the to the point that you made in terms of you know just seeing it you know spiral you know just out of nowhere like okay what what are some of the common factors that could possibly have contributed you know the essentially spiraling you know, there are certain things that essentially has basically spiral out of control when it comes to, you know, diseases and all of that within the past, you know, 20 to 30 years there about. So, you know, some of the, the, the common factors that we essentially look at is, you know, the, the, what's in front of us, right? Because even though, you know, they're doing all these experimental drugs and all of that, you know, <clears throat> it's essentially what's in front of us we can, we can pretty much just look at and you know, try to say, okay, can this be, you know, a factor, and you know, evaluate it from there. So that was just my my point. All right, thank you so much, uh, Prezi. So in the chat, Tasha put diet and exercise. So I I want to agree that that can help as well. It has to be in the food. But Javette, you raise a point. Um, in the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I'm here. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, moment. No, I was going to say, um, this is something that we've been tackling for so long. And research has been going on for a very long time. Could it be that it's one of those unexplained things, phenomenons? I don't know. Could it be? Hello? Can y'all hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Mama, welcome. I, I'm it, thank you. Hi, I'm. I'm thinking is that we have people are living longer. Um, we didn't always live to ninety and a hundred, so I think it's with age as we get older, 
the body starts to break down, the mind starts to um, develop more different diseases. I just went on Google. They had different things that they say for for natural, like coconut oil, maybe aromatherapy, a whole lot of different suggestions for things. But, you know, I work with people with Alzheimer's and dementia because okay. that's what I do. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a living caregiver. Okay. And so, and the and the the hardest thing about Alzheimer's and dementia is watching them fade away. And most of the people that I've worked with, they're in their eighties or nineties. And I think the longer you live, you're more susceptible to coming down with dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm. Wow! Thank you, thank you for that insight, um, Mama. Appreciate it. So while you were talking, I jumped on Google and dementia is caused by damage to, according to um, uh, Google here, dementia is caused by damage to or loss of nerve cells and their connections in the brain. Depending on the area of the brain that's damaged, dementia can affect people differently and cause different symptoms. Um I remember when I was much younger and I remember the whole conversation about Alzheimer's. I remember it was said that it was usually the disease of the Caucasians or people who were mixed. And if you're black and you have you have dementia and Alzheimer's, it means that somewhere your genes are all mixed up and all of that. Is there any truth to that? I don't know. Go ahead, Prezi. Was it Prezi or who was before Prezi? Go ahead, Prezi. Oh, that was Crystal. No, I, you know, I'm seeing doubles here. I think it was Crystal then Prezi. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, Prezi. I, Go ahead, Crystal. Um, from what I was told, is one of the things that causes it is aluminum, right? So like aluminum foil. Hmm. Um, or when we have these Thanksgiving dinners and all these other family gatherings. We have it. We use the alum, the tin, the tin foils. Um, stop cooking with that. There's also um, you can do a ionized. I think it's called uh, soak, where it takes it, it pulls out the um, metals in your body. Okay. You soak your feet. For the, and that's like once a week, uh, once a month, maybe once a week. I'm not sure of the frequency of it, but you can use that. There's also pads that they have that um, you put on. You can sleep with it overnight on your foot, and it pulls out the impurities of the, uh, in your body. Just, uh, you know. Wow. Thank you for that information, Crystal. Every day I learn something new. So metals, and it's, well, you know something, we use a lot of foil, and <laughs> I have to laugh, Lord forgive me, my mother. I remember the first time when <laughs> she saw me pull out paper plates or plastic plates. She's like, where are you going with that? <laughs> she went in on me. Where? Are, are you out somewhere? Is it a picnic or something? You're at home. Why aren't you using plates? <laughs> and I'm like, so there's less to wash. That laziness is what's going to kill you. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So the, 
the the we use a lot of foil pans we do because it's easy for cleanup right you cook and you're taking to someone else's house you don't have to worry about your dish you can just leave it there so a lot of times um these conveniences that we have become so dependent on are actually or can actually cause some harm so thank you crystal for mentioning things that we can do to pull um metals from our bodies so we're going to do some more research um yeah and look into that thank you thank you thank you thank you prezi who was it prezi and then afo president afo go right ahead prezi yeah um you know in addition to so as i was saying i'm not sure who was saying it earlier where um and i was saying another point could be argued where you know age would um you know as you get older you know you're just gonna be have a higher risk factor um you know i think you know that um you know that's arguable to a, to, to an extent um not necessarily you know um not being in the field of having to work with you know um older individuals who have um these issues but you know in just kind of understanding as i was saying before you know just where you know where we were and where we are today and i think you mentioned it earlier um or just a while ago you know, in terms of the overconsumption of a lot of things right I, I think a lot of people don't understand is like you know the more we overconsume on certain things and you know processed food sugars and all and you know it puts excess pressure on the body the cells you know different organs right and especially if you're not doing anything to alleviate some of these things you know it creates inflammation it does a whole lot so the thing is you know in not understanding and studying you know what we eat and then how our bodies actually react to what we eat right some of these things are some of the key things that we essentially have to look and you know and try to make sense of it because you know when when you know when you go to the doctor the doctor is going to automatically say oh yeah is this or that but you are your own or you can be your best assessment in terms of you know essentially what affects your body and you know it goes directly back to you know the food that's available there right and you know the lack of one of the key things that i realize a lot of things are a lot of a lot, a lot of us don't do this which is essentially detox as chris was saying in terms of you know removing you know certain metals from within you know your, your blood cells and and so forth so you know when you have these things over a period of time it's not going to go away you understand what i'm saying so it's like after a period of time those things will build up and create a whole bunch of complications and of course when when it creates complications it's going to be labeled as this or it's going to be labeled as that and it, and it will basically put an age factor but hey we forgot we, we, don't, we don't realize now i think there was a study that came out that shows even kids in jamaica as of recent is having a higher rate of, of of becoming diabetic right children right which essentially you're you're asking yourself you know how is it that you know children are now having a higher rate of that of, of 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 you know becoming diabetic you know no versus what it was before so again you know you know you know you look at tracing and figure out okay what could have caused this right can it be over consumption of certain things that you know they are now eating because nowadays everything is now accessible as it relates to processed food sugars and so on right so again you know just really looking back and trying to 
you can basically look into tracing the steps and that's Thank you so much, Prezi. Appreciate that. Okay, Afo, you're up. Yeah, give thanks. Um, yeah, we kind of disagree with the whole because persons are live longer now, and now why that you know they don't have that health issue. Um, you can check records <laughs> from like how on persons like from hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. Trust me, they used to live long. I must say long, they used to live long. You know what I mean? Very long. Um, I know, but as and plus the diet back then was more plant-based. Not so much meat comes um, consuming, and, you know? It's more plant-based diet and, and stuff like that. So as times change, you know, people start to uh, eat a whole lot of meat. Then they start to put a whole bunch of chemicals to help. Um, you know, um, maintain the food more, you know, for, shelf, for give it more shelf life and all them something. Plus stress, a whole lot of pollution, a whole lot of, you know, lack of exercise, a whole lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Right now I take place where I deteriorate the body, you know. Um, even the ear messed up where you're breathing right now. You get what I'm saying? Uh, that's why I hear like some of these holistic doctors and tell them more, more plant-based food. Okay, I said you um because by right now um if nobody know about Dr. well everybody's supposed to know about Dr. Sebi but if everybody know about um Dr. Leila Africa he need to tell you you know what I mean and trust me doctor if nobody wanna listen to Dr. Sebi you can listen to Dr. Leila Africa because I think with black people who like to think say if you don't go to the white man's school then you know educated enough you know what you're talking about and then when they've been to all of them schools all of them all of them schools to make people know say yo you want an idiot <laughs> they get me and him come and reveal what them I teach and make them know say yo all these people study are melanin 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 all day every day melanin and them come up with foods where mess with the melanin mess with the your, um certain certain stuff in your brain like when you said moments will cause alzheimer you know nerves and all these stuff and tell about the type of foods where you can eat to kind of repair these damages and to be more healthy and so forth so um we can try to take a little bit more holistic i'm not gonna lie i'm guilty i'm very guilty you know and sometimes to be honest i just i don't know i guess being over here no i don't really have that as much choice you know what i mean um with the food and you know, everyone know what the food thing over here is already also the caribbean yeah I mean, with the Caribbean now, a lot of these, well, we eat a whole different meat in the Caribbean, oxtail, curry goat, all kind of something. Also, Dr. Lila Africa tell you, say, yo, we're not supposed to eat no meat, you know what I mean? And even if we love certain meat, come on, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say, I love my pork. Um, try to consume less, you know, not eat it all the time, you get me, but try to implement some plant some plant-based you know, food, you know what I mean, uh, and more alkaline diet, you know, uh, more alkaline water, stuff like that. You get what I say. Also, um, I remember the name of the plaza, they're right in a half a tree there, so, you know what I mean, across from Tropical Plaza, up that side. Um, there is, oh yeah, there, a Tropical Plaza? Anyway, a Tropical Plaza? One of them plaza there. There is this place where you can go and remove certain toxic from your body 
Um, it's like you put. Let me just advertise it on TV. But I don't know if somebody's ever been I think Percy um, um, said it's in Kings Plaza. But go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kings Plaza. Um, I, I, what's your name? I think the mother do the um do the art too. Um, coffee mother. Yeah, I think a coffee mother. Um, used to in the art, or them go and get the toxic removed from them from the bottom and feel like they soak them foot you know this thing and more toxic and metal you know it removed from your body and stuff like that all that aluminum uh, you know we say we talk about the aluminum you know the because we use aluminum foil and stuff like that but there are certain um like deodorant have a lot of aluminum in it so those are other things we can look into to find out which one of these um deodorants are so forth of the aluminum that's why some places like africa um and like maybe in the middle east and so forth they try not to use certain deodorant you know them go natural or use natural products you know for, for, for help with the body odor and some just uh, some just are using natural and that's nasty because when they pass they smell it but anyways um <laughs> yeah, trust me i come past a whole for them in the truck stop but oh. yeah, man, I just thought my officer still. Yeah. Thank so you so much, Alpha. Thank you. And I think that that's what Sean, um, Sean Crystal was saying, you know, drawing the metals out of her body. Go right ahead, Javette. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So regarding our age and it may or may not being um, a reason why we may be getting Alzheimer's. If we're living longer and eating the wrong things or doing the wrong things, then yes, it can affect the body. But what I wanted to get back to the different metals. So you guys know last year I went to, um, I was working with a Chinese doctor and they did this blood test, right? And they actually took the strands of my hair and they found out, I already knew I had a lot of allergies, but specific ones, I knew some I didn't. But when they took my hair, they were able to show me everything that has an adverse effect to my body. One of the main things that shocked me, I've been drinking chamomile tea all my life. And it has a 95% effect against me. And I did not find that out until I took that test. So there are tests out there that will help you um, understand how your body works with the type of foods that you may or the type of diet that you may or may not um, know what's good for you and what's bad for you. And I suggest everyone for 2023, save up your coins and go take those tests. Yes. Because it has helped me with changing up my life as far as food is concerned. Yes. What kind yes. of test was it? I'm sorry, what did you say? What kind of test? Remember the name again? I will get that for you. I have to go right. back and my yes. older. Please do, please do, please do, Javette. It's so important. Because here's the thing. Western medicine is all about chemicals, right? And we are not chemically designed. We are naturally designed. We are, you know, a part of nature. So nature and everything that we need is, in fact, in nature. The things that we should be consuming, the things 
you know, that need to restore us. You know, every time I think about these things, I think about the elephants that toss the red dirt or clay, whatever you call it, on themselves to as a part of their healing, right? I think about dogs that go and eat grass. When you see dogs eating grass, it means that they have stopped eating food and they're purging their system. The grass helps them to heal. Um, Moringa tea, Prezi. I've never had the Moringa tea, but my very dear friend um, in Jamaica, he has a Moringa tree. And just this year, he started bringing me the Moringa seeds and I've been having them. I've just been, you know, cracking the shell open and I'll have, three. I don't have them every single day. Um, I've been having the Moringa seeds because what would happen is every month I would have really bad um, periods and they would go on for sometimes three weeks. Uh, five years ago, I want to say 2016. Yeah. That's what, five years ago, six, six years ago, 2016, I had to do surgery to um, remove fibroids. But I was told that there is a possibility they would come back. And we know the story of fibroids, right? They can affect your menstrual cycle, too. Anyway, hit premenopause and went away, right? Got the COVID shot and period came right back. And it's worse than ever ever um it has a mind of its own it has its own mind does what it wanted to do. i wish i could just take my uterus put it to the side and keep living right so um he got me the moringa seeds and i have been using them and i will let you know they have been helping really helping me it, they help too um with bowel movements i'm not sure how it um works with everybody but you're guaranteed to have a healthy bowel movement every morning. Well, I am, which is super important because you, your body needs to get rid of these toxins that, you know, you, you store up throughout the day based on all the garbage we eat. Even when we think we're eating healthy, right? Um, yeah, the toxins get in nonetheless. So I do that. Oh, here is something else I do as I'm talking. I leave my kitchen window open at least i have one window open in the house every day close it at night and we do that because there's radiation in your homes with all the technology that we have in our homes the televisions the computers the the um stereo systems your stove your microwave your fridge <laughs> you know all these devices i need everything to escape yeah so when i get downstairs um, in the morning at six o'clock, I open up that kitchen window and it stays open until we're ready to go to bed or if the rain is falling. So yeah, you know, we, we have to try whatever we can. Um, you know, but the Moringa, I've never had the Moringa tea, so I need to get the leaves. Uh, okay. Hold on. Tasha says the Moringa seeds are very good. Super potent though. <laughs> yeah um what i find i don't know if this is a result of them tasha but whenever i chew on them within five minutes there is a sensation in my jaw like i guess it's like you're, i don't know if that's what being on drugs is like but you're like ah <laughs> yeah you try to shake it off you need i need it to wear off and it takes about a good 15 minutes to wear off and i usually have about three seeds so i don't know if that's the potency i don't know 
Um, you see, that's a lot. Because like, I had a moringa tree um, in, the, um, in the area, so we used to get moringa and I used to eat it a lot. Uh, moringa tea, like drink moringa tea, um, noni, <laughs> noni juice, pick up the, the noni fruit, them, and then put it in a, a bag for a couple of days, hang it outside, and then it's like it, it, it forget the extra juice from it that natural way and then they drain it off you know what I mean and then they drink it um, so yeah man them something good for you but too much of it is not good for you because um, I think somebody will say yo I want rasta I want rasta man that tell me say yo we can't eat too much of the seeds uh, the moringa seeds because what it can do is if you have a certain illness it might hide it and you think oh we get rid of it but it's like it, it kind of hide it Some, something to that nature I said and they, if you ease off it it kind of you know, it, it kind of come back or something like so. So, so it's like... In that yeah, case so then, like, what I would recommend in that case is we don't want to say eliminate Western medicine, right? But go to your healthcare provider, get an executive profile done, right? No, what him said, all you can, all you can, all right. If I'm telling you, it's all about the right dosage. Yeah, it's like certain stuff, all right, you have to have a right dosage. So just because the man say, oh, it's healthy, as we say, as the man always say, too much I want, too much I want thing, no good for you. Even water, drink too much water, it will kill you. You will drown your organs and you will die. So, <coughs> so them say like, um, with the moringa, it's like one of them something there. You know what I mean? Too, you can't take too much of it if you have a, 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 the proper dosage. And if you're good and learn where you can take it with and what not to take it with. You know, and that's I think with like any type of medicine. So I don't really say, oh yeah, Western medicine. Hey, trust me, you can't do without it. Uh, Western medicine. I guess that depends on the extent of the damage or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But there are some people where to this day never been to a Western doctor in their life. And them living them good. You know what I mean? And I live for a very, very long time based off of what they have to work with, the natural herbs and so forth. Uh, and again, people used to do that a very, very long time ago, centuries ago, hundreds of years ago, yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's like, they must say, too much of one thing are really good for you. You have to know the right dosage and know what to take it with and what not to take it with. So in that case, you still, right, so in that, you're breaking up, I'm not sure if you're hearing me, but in that case, you still have to seek um, counsel and good advice. You can't be your own therapist, so to speak, all right? So folks, everything in moderation. If you're going to go natural, holistic, you also um, want to consult with your healthcare provider because you cannot just get up and eliminate your healthcare provider we are not saying that at all all right strike that balance strike a balance don't be afraid to take information from the holistic doctor to the health to the um western representative and vice versa and find that balance because everybody cannot rely solely on holistic medicine as well as everybody cannot rely solely on western medicine all right so i want to make sure we put that out there we are not telling anybody to dismiss your medical doctor information is key 
take the information that do your own research, take that information to your healthcare provider and have a conversation. All right, go ahead, Prezi, go right ahead. And then we're going to move on. Oh, oh, no, man, I was just saying, in addition to that, um, I do agree, you know, um, in addition to what I was saying, you know, again, it goes back to moderation. And additionally, you know, it just, it, it just goes to like you intentionally taking your health into your hands. You know, whether it's that you seek consultation or whatever, we have to be intentional about taking our health in our hands. You understand? So it means also, you know, even when we're taking these things, we'll be moderate with it and we, and we, and we study our body. You understand what I'm saying? We can't just literally just be, you know, um, taking the thing, taking these things, whether it be medicine, um, you know, Western medicine or, or as you said, anything holistic, but kind of see how our bodies respond. You understand? And I think that is critically important. And that will kind of give us an idea of saying, okay, you know, if I take too much of this, this happens to my body or, you know, I get this type of reaction and so on. So you have to be intentional, right? Otherwise, you know, it's like, you know, as, as most people are doing now, you know, just consuming so much of these processed things and they're not necessarily seen or, you know, kind of watching to see how their body's reacting because, all right, you know, to them it feels good and, you know, it makes no sense for them to kind of see, okay, how is it that my body's responding to this thing, right? Right. So I think it goes back to just really being very keen in, in paying attention to, you know, how, you know, your body responds to some of these things and then you can take the proper steps because, you know, it's not all the time. So, for example, you have that accessibility to, you know, the doctors and so on. So, really, you, I mean, you know, you have to really kind of basically just take, and, take it, take it, take into your hand, in a sense, to an extent, right? So, you can know especially what to tell the doctor. You understand? Because sometimes you go to the doctor and you tell him, so, okay, you know, this is happening or whatever. And, you know, they may prescribe something that is not necessarily related to what you're essentially feeling. You understand? So it's like you have to you have to essentially know for a fact, right? And this is one thing for me, you know, I I I mean I do this religiously every morning, right? I make sure and people laugh when I say make sure it's alright as I get up, you know, I check my blood pressure, I check my my um my glucose level, and I check my O2, right? Just just the basic stuff. So me know exactly what those numbers should essentially look like. You understand? And that is me being intentional about saying, you know. Me, I'm going to basically take my own health in my, into my hands to an extent. So if something wrong, I'm going to check one day and I'm going to say, wait, you know, this seems a little bit off, but that was the number last week, right? Mm -hmm. So they know me can basically do the assessment and say, okay, I'm going to Remember, I'm going to go back again. I originally stated, you know, retracing your steps. So I'm going to go back and say, okay, my glucose level is a little bit higher than it was yesterday. What did I eat? Right, because that's the only thing can explain why my glucose level or some of the things what you know what we can think of could increase my glucose level. So we trace back and say, okay, what is it that I we never drink enough water? You understand what I'm saying? Right. And then right. we have to literally take with health in our own hands and can't necessarily sit down and wait and you understand. Otherwise, you sit down and wait and <laughs> we have to be proactive. We have to be proactive. proactive. Okay. You have to be proactive. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Prezi. Okay. So real quick, Tinder says situationships are on the rise amongst young people. Many consider it a relationship status. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Tinder is looking back on another successful year for daters on its app. And surprisingly, 
Situationships are high on people's list of preferences. The dating platform released its year in swipe, which recaps trends and interests on the platform. Tender sh- Tinder, 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 shared that the top trend of the year was situationships. Different people tend to have various definitions for this relationship status. Hmm. Some view it as a casual dating setup where neither party dates other people despite not being in a monogamous relationship. Others believe a situationship is when two people are dating but not having sex with one another. Either way, these unique sets of circumstances are common amongst love hopefuls today. So let me tell you what I thought a uh, situationship was or is. I thought is when you're there with people, man, are people, oh man. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I thought it was being with somebody, somebody. So I'm learning something else today. All right. Whatever floats your boat, folks. Whatever floats your boat. In sports news, 16-hour work days. I'm sorry. Was someone going to say something or was it me? I'm, cu- I'm curious to see what other people have other definitions because that there were three definitions that you just mentioned. I'm like, mm. situationship to me, I would real quickly, uh-huh. it's like you're dating, but not ready to put a name on what it is. And it's it's going to be short term. That's hmm. it. Hmm. All right. That's another angle. Okay. So that's four. All right. Cool. Interesting. Okay, so sports. Let's see if we can get through the sports news really quick here. We have a couple minutes to spare. 16-hour workdays, racism among horrific conditions Brittany Griner faces in Russian penal colonies. Story courtesy of uh, BallAlert.com. So, and of course, this is via MSNBC. Brittany Griner is reportedly facing 16-hour workdays and homophobic and racist conditions while serving time in a Russian penal colony. It was reported earlier this month that Griner was moved to a Mordovian forced labor camp where conditions are generally inhumane. According to the Nation magazine's Dave Zirin, there is widespread bigotry and little medical care inside the prison where inmates are forced to sew uniforms for police and guards. <laughs> I can't say the name. Uh, who is familiar with the riot, the riot, the P word riot founder, Nadia Tolokonikiva? That's a very long Yes, name. I am very familiar. I'm, fam- I'm familiar with her. You, okay. So let me see. Yeah. Tolokonikiva. We can, say the, we can yeah. say the name of the band. It's, it's an actual name. The name of the band is Pussy Riot. They're from Russia. Um, it's a bunch of women, and um, they have been accused. The Russian government is anti um, out front and people speaking out. So they ah. were they were in jail. So um, her name is uh, Nadia. They did something bad. Yes, they they not bad. I'm sorry, I'm explaining to a child. Sorry, um, they didn't do something bad. They just ha- happened to be outspoken against the government in Russia, and Russia does not like that. Okay, thank you for shedding light on that. Thank you. So that's it summed up right there, folks. Let's thank Sunette for that one because spare me having to read the rest of the story. Okay, because we're going to talk about her next. And she says that the place is hell. They beat and torture you in there. And she's um, Nadia is expressing concern for Griner. 
And in basketball, NBA Doncic gets triple double as Mavericks beat Warriors 116 113. That happened last night in the first meeting of last season's Western Conference finalists. All right, so yay, good for you, Dallas. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we have time for. You know, can't believe we got to the end of the road this quickly. Too quick sometimes. Tomorrow we're going to start off with our Believe It or Not stories and entertainment stories, the ones that we didn't get to cover today. We ran out of time, so sorry. But I want to say thank you so much to everyone that logged on to QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. And thank you to everyone that joined us on JohnNoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores, Jano Radio. Take us on the go. And a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where... I read the news and we share our views. Always, always great conversation. Shared views, varying opinions, and you know, we get those pushbacks, interesting perspectives, and we're always learning something. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the mean everything is MI. Gotta say thank you to my co-mods, Sanet, Rose Solo, and Javette for always holding me down. Thank you to everyone in the audience with me, Mike, MK, Tasha, and everyone else who was there earlier. On the stage, thank you, Crystal, DJ Naturalist, Prezi, Marlon, James, Sula, Afo, and everyone else who was here earlier as well. Appreciate your voice as always thank you for sharing the space and thank you for contributing to the chat whatever you do folks wherever you go please be safe have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day this is moments with me signing out see you tomorrow morning 9 a.m eastern we do it all over again <laughs>